Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. How's everybody doing? At the Burlington... Um, the, the, no idea what the f*** just happened. East Carolina girls are the best in the world. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Clip. Hey, man, good to see you, brother. Superstitious beers. Superstitious beers. How about those friggin' pirates? It's a me, a man, the Garcia. <laughs> Go Pirate Radio. Now live from the Pirate Radio studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Welcome in to Pirate Radio Live here on a Thursday. Clip Brock here with you inside the Pirate Radio studios coming to you today on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville. 104.1 in Washington. You can find us on 1250, 930, online, PR927FM.com. And watch the show on Facebook Live and on YouTube. We are packed for the next three hours. Got a ton of guests to get to, a lot of different topics to hit, and we want to hear from you as well. So you can hit us up on Facebook Live, YouTube, or Twitter, and be a part of the festivities here on a hot Thursday in eastern North Carolina. All right, coming up on the program we got a lot of football talk going on today. The college football guru, Phil Steele, will join us coming up. Had a chance to actually talk to him earlier this afternoon. We'll run that interview coming up in about 20 to 25 minutes. Uh, So Phil Steele will give his thoughts on East Carolina, the American, the state of North Carolina, the entire landscape of college football, college football realignment, how the transfer portal has affected the job he does with the Phil Steele preview magazine and all the above so got all that coming up with phil Steele here in hour number one uh, coming up in hour number two the pitt county girls softball 12 and under all-stars will join us they're heading to georgia and if they win there they'll be in the softball world series which will be right here in greenville north carolina coming up later on this summer so we will uh, talk to uh, the coaches and uh, some of the players as well as they'll make their way to the Pirate Radio Studios coming up at 4 o'clock. We continue our conference previews with the big man on campus, Jeff Nadeau, in hour number two. Today we'll talk some Mountain West football and more. And at 5 o'clock, Marcus Crandall, ECU Hall of Famer, will join us. We'll talk to a former linebacking great, Jeff Carr, will join us on the program, talk about his pirate career, his career in NASCAR, and more. And if we have time... We'll have a special intern edition of Name That Sound as uh, intern Micah and intern Danny will go head-to-head in hour number three. Might have to play a lightning round of Name That Sound coming up hour number three of today's show. But, man, we got a ton going on. Also, in just a moment, earlier today, I talked to Dakota Marshall Dakota uh, doing big things with first and goal hauling, hauling dirt all over the, the state and the area. Uh, but earlier this week, uh, may have helped save someone's life. Uh, a, saw a, a, just a brutal wreck in front of him. A semi truck had overturned. It was the the driver trapped inside, and Dakota helped get him out. And we'll talk about that experience and uh, just a little bit of football with Dakota Marshall. But we do have a couple of news and notes before we get to the Dakota interview. Uh, and by the way, Shirley Rhodes is here. Chandler Honeycutt's here. Enter Joey back. Good to see you, Joey. 
intern mike is here as well and uh ready to go here on a thursday ecu has their new play-by-play voice and that will be chris edwards he has been named director of broadcasting and voice of the pirates for ecu sports properties uh that was announced earlier today uh he is a 2010 east carolina graduate he has called men's and women's uh, athletics on espn plus since november 2020 uh at one time served as the pa announcer for pirate baseball how about that uh he said quote i'm humbled to have been entrusted with the duty as the next play-by-play announcer at ecu a sincere thank you to clay walker john gilbert and the rest of the ecu and ecu sports network family family for allowing me to tell the stories of our student athletes and coaches i cannot wait to get to work on helping to chronicle the this chapter of pirate athletics so he has been uh on the blue devil sports network calling some baseball some women's hoops some volleyball as well as men's soccer and uh he is the new voice of the pirates so i don't know chris edwards uh personally but uh a lot of folks uh, are happy about this call and about him being on the call for ecu athletics moving forward chandler i already introduced you i said hey to you you know what makes this a great hire Maybe what is it, Coach? As, as somebody that used to come on this show, who's no longer with us, used to say a solid hire. Uh huh. What makes this a great hire is that he's a poot. He's a poot. You're exactly right, Coach. Uh, so how do you guys feel about Chris Edwards? Have you heard him call a game? You uh, you on board with uh, with Chris Edwards? It's uh, nice to have him around these parts and calling the games for ECU, and he'll get uh, thrown right into the mix. Uh, not too long from now, when Pirate Football kicks off, coming up in early September. Looking forward to that. Another quick nugget before we get to Dakota Marshall. Uh, this is a bummer. You know that there could have been a Final Four team at Menchie's Coliseum next season? Yeah. Because they're in our I conference. Was, I was bummed to see this, too. But guess what? We will not see FAU in Menji's Coliseum this year. The Pirates will play FAU on the road only, along with UAB, UTSA, and Rice. Uh, ECU will see Penny Hardaway and Memphis at home. Uh, South Florida will be at home only, as well as Tulane and Tulsa. And home and away, the Pirates will go to Charlotte and get them here. We got two trips to Texas, North Texas and SMU. Pirates will go to Philly to see Temple and also get them here, Wichita State, home and home as well. So, uh, Chandler, that was a bit of a bummer because the Owls, as far as I know, are returning most of what they had from their Final Four team last year. Yeah, they're bringing back a lot of the the key pieces to that magical run last year. It was uh, very exciting to see that because at the time we knew that they were going to be in our conference and that we were going to possibly be seeing them in Menjis, and instead we will be uh, not seeing them. We'll be seeing them on the road. Uh, But I am glad to see that uh, Ron Hunter is going to be coming back. I always love seeing Ron Hunter back in Menjis. He's a very flamboyant uh, head coach there at Tulane. Looking at the women's schedule, and we'll break this down with Micah. Some good news. South Florida does come here, uh, but the Pirates will also go to USF. Uh, They are usually the team to beat. 
uh, in the American. Of course, that could be ECU now, the conference champions. Uh, but that'll be a home and home with UCF. ECU will also get Charlotte, Memphis, Rice, and SMU as a home and home. Home only will be UAB, Temple, Tulsa, and UTSA. So no trip to San Antonio for Micah Dennis. Uh, away only, the Pirates will go to FAU, North Texas, Tulane, and Wichita State. So that's what it looks like on the women's side of things. All right, uh, Chandler, we got uh, Chris Edwards. We got some basketball schedules. Any other news and notes before we move along? Uh, not that I know of. I mean, one of the big, biggest news is – or one of the biggest news we've heard this week is uh a life being saved by a former pirate so we'll hear about that coming up <laughs> that's right uh dakota marshall uh talked to him this morning we'll rare air that interview now i do want to give a quick update on the buccaneer music hall scoreboard presented by the buck but the braves are back they lost four in a row uh, but did come back to beat the Diamondbacks today, seven to five, eighth inning home runs from Austin Riley and Matt Olson get the job done for Atlanta. The Brew Crew uh, blanking the Phillies today, four nothing that final. Patrick Mason's White Sox beating the Mets right now, six to one in the seventh inning, and we got a first place showdown going on tonight. You can hear it right here on Pirate Radio between the Orioles and the Rays in Tampa as those teams are tied for first. I hope the Braves are as hot as they are right now when I go to Atlanta next month and enjoy uh, Braves-Giants. So uh, it will be my first experience uh, going to a Major League Baseball game. And uh, I'm glad that the first Major League Baseball game I'll be going to is one of the best stadiums in the Major Leagues and also probably the hottest team in baseball right now, the Atlanta Braves. All right. Uh, earlier today, had a chance to catch up with former ECU defensive back Dakota Marshall, owner of First and Goal Hauling, and uh, had a chance to talk about. Uh, he, he explained the event. If you haven't seen anything about this, it, it made you know local news because the the wreck was so big. Uh, but we talked about it with Dakota earlier today. I'm doing fine yourself. Doing good, doing good, and uh, getting ready for some pirate football. Want to talk to you about that, and uh, and also talk to you about what transpired earlier this week. And uh, and and Glenn and Jonathan kind of brought this to my attention earlier this week. And I know some folks are are familiar with it, and uh, if not, I want you to to tell the story to me and everyone else about you uh, helping out somebody in need this week. A major wreck a major accident and uh luckily uh, a good samaritan like yourself was able to to be by uh in the area and help out so dakota could you kind of just i don't know tell us all what uh what happened earlier this week man well basically i was coming down 85 headed to work about four o'clock in the morning and a semi turned over right in front of me hmm. yeah turned right over on the side I, I don't know exactly what happened but it was probably about maybe 300 yards in front of me, but it turned right over on the side. And um, I just went up there to make sure, you know, the guy was all right. And I figured he was out the truck already, but he was kind of using his feet to try to bust the window out. And I figured the thing was going to catch on fire. So um, I opened the passenger. It was kind of on the side on the driver's door. So we opened the uh, passenger side door and he popped up and he was, you know, he was really hurt bad. But I just drug him out. But Part of that, I didn't have no help, you know, and humans aren't, humans aren't light. I didn't have no help. <laughs> so I'm trying to, yeah, I, I drug him out of the truck and took him across the road. And by that time, you know, people were still kind of flying by and flying by and a police officer stopped and he kind of stopped and helped us out, called the ambulance and a fire truck and stuff like that. But um, I just figured I have a little bit more help, but 
I don't know, this damn time, nobody really cares. They, I guess everybody was getting it going where they were getting it going. Man, and uh, just a, a crazy story. Have you talked to the uh, the person who was in that wreck that you helped out? Uh, how, you know, how's that person doing? Have you talked to or do you know anything about it since then? No, not at all. Not at all. Yeah. I, um, after I got finished talking to the uh, troopers and the police officers, he just, you know, told me thank you. He kept just thanking me, thanking me, thanking me, which, you know, it's cool or whatnot, but I'm, you know, a truck turned over, man. I'm definitely going to go see about it, but I don't even know who the guy was. I just seen a truck turned over and when to go get the guy out. Man, Dakota Marshall joining us. And uh, we have a uh, former Pirate tight end Bryce Williams on the show every Tuesday. Bryce, uh, a couple of years ago, uh, had the habit of, of seeing turtles on the road and uh, and taking them off the road and moving them to the side, Dakota. And then uh, this year, he, there was a car on fire and uh, and he stopped and uh, he saw, or I should say, there was a car on the side of the road and, and smoke was coming out. Um, and and he noticed a, a dazed passenger and a dazed driver, I should say, and was able to get that driver out of the car. And then a few minutes later, the whole thing went up in flames. Uh, and it, it's just, when I heard about your story, I was like, man, we got some good pirates, some good people uh, who have been through here. And uh, just, it reminded me of that. Man, it takes it takes two seconds to get out your vehicle, go help somebody, man. Yeah, it takes because I the the thing was when that truck turned over, ten cars passed. Yeah, it was ten in front of me that passed the truck, and then when when I got to the to the truck, it might have been ten cars behind me that passed me. I had to dodge traffic to get to the semi on eighty five. I mean, everybody know how eighty five is right there off exit thirty six. Man, it's crazy. But yeah, it was uh, it was different. It was shocking. I don't wish that on nobody. That was like you was in a movie or something. Man, and uh, I guess your message is to to maybe uh, kind of you know help your your fellow man like you did, Dakota. Would that be the message for you? Man, guaranteed. Man, you see somebody in need, man, just stop and help them. It's, it's, it takes two or three seconds to go help somebody, man. It took. It really took me, man. I was so in shock and adrenaline was running, man. When I ran to the truck. Man, passenger door, pull him out, take him to the side. It might have happened in 20, 30 seconds. He was out of the truck. So I thought it, if the thing would have blew up, I didn't want to blow up on both of us. <laughs> you were ready. You were you were moving too. You were uh, ready to go. So uh, good, man. That's a, that's awesome, Dakota. And uh, uh, just paying it forward. Well, you're going to need help one day. You probably have in the past, like we all have. And uh, you just right. hope somebody's there to, to help you, right? You exactly right, man. You exactly right. Dakota, uh, man, it is hot outside. I ain't got to tell you that. I get to work in the AC. You're outside a whole lot. So, what do you uh, what do you think about when you think of kind of late July football? What, what's uh, what's going on with the guys right now? Conditioning, kind of final summer workouts, those things. Man, I hope you're staying hydrated. That's number one <laughs> because it's hot out here. That's number one. I hope you're staying hydrated, staying healthy, man. Because I'm ready for football season, so we can beat Michigan. You feeling good? Uh, how you feeling about Mike Houston's team this year? I think they're going to do great, man. I mean, uh, new quarterback coming in. I think he's ready. He sat behind Holers all that time, man. I, it's time for him to show up. I'm ready to see him play. It is time. Are you uh, you going to make it to Ann Arbor for the opener? Man, that's the plan. That is the plan. Okay. That is right now. Good deal, good deal. Well, Dakota, uh, uh, give your uh, yourself and your company a plug as well. Uh, how much dirt are you moving today? Man, I think I'm running about 50 trucks right now. <laughs> yeah. Just running them. Rocking and rolling right now in Clayton, North Carolina. 
in uh, Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. We just finished up Charlotte a couple months ago. Well, keep up the good work, man, and uh, and and we we all knew you were a, a great man, and uh, you kind of showed it with your actions there. And uh, and once again, uh, if somebody's out there in need, uh, don't don't ride by, don't take a picture or a video, uh, go help. That's uh, is that your your words today, Dakota? You're exactly right. That <laughs> that's so funny you say that clip there, because when you help somebody, you see somebody with a phone out. It kind of like, oh my gosh, you see me helping this man. What are you doing? <laughs> right. Yep. Yeah. Kind of frustrating, but uh man, great stuff, Dakota, and uh and, and awesome. We just uh just keep being you, man. Appreciate you joining us today. We'll uh we'll catch up with you this football season, talk more football with you. Definitely, man. I'll stop by. We'll see you then. Dakota Marshall joining us today as uh talking a little football there, but also some real life as uh he was um Boy, I'm not up at that hour in the four o'clock a.m. hour, uh, working hard, getting ready for uh, hauling some dirt, and uh, ran across a semi sitting sideways, which is never good, and helped out a, a driver there. And uh, man, remember Dakota's story as a player, Chandler? He uh, he had a good career here at ECU, but unfortunately, is most known for being uh, on his back during a Thursday night game with a uh, a broken leg. Yeah, and that was uh that was nasty i was actually at that game and i want to say it was a kickoff return or a punt return or, or something maybe a yeah. pick or so i can't remember but um i think he got blindsided and his leg got right caught up right under him and uh it was not pretty and i think that might have been one of the first times i've ever seen a stretcher go on the field at dowdy ficklin stadium as a kid and uh yeah so and, and i knew dakota marshall because he was such a big piece on that defensive side of the ball so losing him was huge and uh unfortunately when i think of dakota marshall i mean i think of you know i think of that that play yeah. and that injury and he came back so like a couple years later came back to pro day just seeing if uh you know might as well give it a shot right and he just he kind of pulled up lame i remember running and uh, just could never get back to full strength i think after that injury uh, but has cut out uh, quite a life for himself. In now the, he's saving lives, uh, saving lives, and uh, and hauling dirt uh, with first and goal hauling. So uh, that's awesome stuff with Dakota Marshall. All right, um, John Moody's asking if Coach Connors is in the office today. I'm right here, Coach. How you? I'm doing, right man? here. What do you need? What does John Moody need? John needs in relationship to John needs some football. He needs the football. He needs some football in his life. Well, I mean. <laughs> that was not coach. <laughs> coach, good to see you. You got to run, right? I got to go. Speaking of uh, people here in the office, I'm starting to get a little worried. Um, let's see. So, by the way, Tyler said, Joey, welcome back, man. So, Tyler gives you a, a, a hello. Uh, Steve says, has intern Connor been released from Radio Timeout? Chad said, hashtag free Connor. So Connor um, had a bit of a potty mouth the other day on the air and has not been heard from since. Have you heard from him? I haven't. Is, I mean, is he done? I haven't told him that Dude, he's done. Is he canceled? I told you, he's still grounded. <laughs> Did you? Are you the one that grounded him? No, his dad texted him right after he cursed. And said you can't go back to your internship? No, he just said nice. And then we haven't seen him since. So I figure his dad grounded him and he hasn't left his room. He had to go back to Charlotte or wherever he's from. I can't remember where he's from. Um, And uh, his dad was like, all right, get to your room. 
and he's, he's just in his room the whole time away in his room thinking about the that four-letter word he said did that happen this week or was that last week it was monday it was monday and he wasn't here tuesday wednesday or today and i'm a little concerned he's grounded um real quick before we go to break um john did i say john moody because i meant john monroe oh asked if coach connors was here uh john monroe does have a question can you get coach connors back real quick what do you need uh, he says can uh, coach connors let him know where troy d is i can't tell you that i don't think troy wants to tell me or want me to tell people where he's at but what i do know is that he's actually uh he's doing pretty good he's doing pretty good with his life and uh, you just got to keep moving forward like Troy D is in relationship, too. Uh, but to be honest with you, I don't know where the hell Troy D's at. So I'm just kind of beating around the bush a little bit. Thank you, Coach. Enjoy the rest All of right, your day. I got to go. I got to right. go run a 40 right quick. Enjoy the rest of your day. Coach Connors uh, here inside the Pirate Radio Studios. All right, we got a lot of football to talk about. Phil Steele I had a chance to talk to the college football guru earlier today. We talk all things East Carolina, AAC, and the landscape of college football. Uh, we'll have part one of that interview when we return on Pirate Radio Live here on a Thursday. Big show today. A lot more to go. Phil Steele joins us after this. You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, pirates. Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show. Well, welcome back. Grab your amigos and head to Chico's for the best Mexican food and fun in Greenville. Come and enjoy favorites like shrimp tacos, steak and chicken fajitas, burritos, enchiladas, ACP, and more. Follow Chico's on Facebook and Instagram for daily updates. For Mexican food and fun, it's got to be Chico's for dine-in or to-go. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live. News of the day, Chris Edwards, the new play-by-play voice for ECU Athletics. That was announced earlier today all right we got a lot of football to talk about on today's show let's get it rolling earlier today had a chance to talk to phil Steele. his college football preview magazine is out for another year there is no space wasted uh, in this magazine text numbers and all the info you need to know to get ready for the college football season and we'll break it down with them right now as i had a chance to talk to phil earlier today Let's welcome on the college football guru back again for his annual chat with us here at Pirate Radio. And we're glad to have Phil Steele aboard for another year. And Phil, uh, man, another awesome magazine, no wasted space. Uh, I have thumbed through it and, and still more to go. But, uh, man, it, it just it stands the test of time, the, uh, the Phil Steele magazine. And I, I know you're proud of that. Yeah, I appreciate that clip. And, uh, you know, it takes us seven months to put this thing out. And uh, this year I talked to 122 of the 133 head coaches out there, spent about an hour with each one going over the entire team. 
Uh, it's good. I feel it's like getting 133 media guys rolled into one, except it's even better because all the information is on the same spot for every team, so you know exactly where to look. It's the quickest, easiest reference out there. And to be honest with you, when I'm doing the radio shows, I'm just flipping through my magazine, and you'll see me hear me uh, flipping out stats and numbers and players, and I know all this stuff, but uh, it, it, it helps you uh, have some quick, easy numbers uh, at your fingertips. Certainly, uh, it helps us along the way during the season when we're on our pregame show. If we got a question about opponent, we can just flip right to the page and boom, there it is. And uh, Phil, for folks uh, out there, where can they pick up your magazine? You know, it, it, unlike past years where you could get it pretty much everywhere, you go to Walmart, Kroger's, things like that, this year it's available exclusively at two places, Barnes & Noble and Books A Million. So Barnes & Noble, Books A Million are the only two places. Save your gas money. Don't be driving around looking for it. However, you can also go online to philsteel.com. Now, when you go to philsteel.com and order the hard copy magazine, uh, we're going to give you a shipping charge because it costs to ship things naturally. However, we give you the digital magazine along with it at absolutely free. And the digital magazine is updated all the way through September. So if you have the digital magazine on your phone or on your computer and you look at Northwestern head coach, it's David Braun right now. And we, we update all the players that are leaving by circling them, if anybody does leave uh, since the magazine came out. So that's uh, Phil, uh, Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, and philsteel.com. Phil Steele joining us today on Pirate Radio Live. Phil, before we dive into the Pirates and the American and, and other college football topics, let's kind of go big picture here. And, and how has uh, the transfer portal affected your job and what you do? And you, you reach out to all these coaches across America uh, and, and try to talk to as many as you can. And I uh, know uh, and, and then put all that onto, onto paper. But how has the changing landscape of college football kind of affected your, your prep and you putting out the magazine yeah it has greatly affected it uh clip you know you go back and and look at maybe 10 years ago i was able to put the magazine out uh send it to the press sometime in may uh and get it to the newsstands maybe by the middle of june or the start of june but to do that now would be haphazard because the transfer portal doesn't close until may 15th and you know my interview process with the coaches that generally takes about five six weeks to get all the coaches in matching up schedules having these long conversations with each one so some of the coaches conversations uh... ended uh... maybe when the portal had closed just closed or was in that area and what happens now is uh, they all have my cell phone number and i have theirs and i say look text me if you get anybody i was getting texts on June 6th, we went to the press June 7th this year, three weeks after the portal closed. I'm getting texts, hey, we just signed this guy. It's like, hey, hold up on that page for this team. Let's add this guy to it. And we're, we were scrambling around those last uh, couple weeks. So it's made it a lot more hectic for us. But I think the good thing is going to the press June 7th. Heck, there were even, I had magazines, uh, some that they were on sale June 1st. They had to go to the press May 1st to get them on sale at that time. And that means they went to the press before the portal even closed. We closed three weeks after that the portal closed so it's uh, i think we have the most up-to-date information well phil i think the pirates are are tough to predict this year due to the changes especially on the offensive side of the football and on one hand you've got a coach heading into year five with the offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator returning so you love that stability you got that on a positive note on, on the other side you've got Holden nailers out keaton mitchell out two 1000 yard receivers out a tight end who's trying to make the Giants so just tons of uh, of moves on the offensive side of the ball so 
I'm curious, Phil, most years when you're putting out your starting lineups for, for each team and specifically for ECU this year, you can uh, put those down with some some pretty decent certainty, especially after talking to Mike Houston. How about your chat with Coach Houston this year? Because it looks like we're going to have a lot of battles going on in fall camp on that offensive side. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you look at the offensive side of the ball, uh, as you touched on, losing a guy like Holt Naylor, who's been the face of the program for so many years now. Uh, Keaton Mitchell is a guy that was dynamic last season. I mean, 7.2 yards per carry. Heck, had he not got injured against Cincinnati, I think they'd win that game. Uh, as you touched on, 2,000-yard receivers, an outstanding tight end. And then the offensive line. A lot of folks don't necessarily uh, look at the offensive line. I think the general consensus when you look at a team, you look at the quarterback, running back, receivers. But I'm about four offensive linemen out the door. So this is uh, uh, offense that has a lot of question marks to it. Now, Coach Houston was very confident in the offense. He likes Mason Garcia at the quarterback position, says he has every physical gift that's out there, uh, just lacks the experience. But, you know, it is his fourth year in the system. He's been here for quite some time, and he wanted to redshirt him last year, so he has three years with him. We won't be having quarterback question marks next year. The running back core, once again, he feels very good about four running backs. feels they go four deep there at running back. Uh, they have talent there. I personally don't think they're going to have a running back match Mitchell's numbers from last year, 1,452 yards, 7.2 yards per carry. But uh, coming out of the conversation, I felt better about the running back core. Uh, the receiving core, they add in some transfers. They added about four transfers in the receiving core. Uh, once again, less experience than last year, question marks. And then the offensive line uh, is solid, but they need to mesh. I mean, they bring in a Duke transfer in Dustin Hall. They bring in an Akron transfer in Owen Murphy. Uh, they bring in a another Akron transfer in Ryan Beck. So they did add some talent. They gained some experience last year, but very young there. Now, I think the biggest improvement for East Carolina is on the defensive line. Uh, you go back to my first conversation with Coach Houston. He wasn't overly thrilled with what he was inheriting on the defensive line. They didn't have the size he liked. But here now it's the strength of the defense. They have really good depth. He's built that defensive line up, and that's always good to be strong at the line of scrimmage. Uh, there are a couple of question marks at linebacker where they lose some key guys. The secondary, though, uh, looks solid and likes the depth there. This is a team that goes from number 18 in my experience start last year, very experienced, to number 121 this year. So a lot of my faith in East Carolina goes to Coach Houston. He's been doing an incredible job there. Uh, the schedule's not going to be easy. They figure to be a dog at Michigan a dog at App State, probably an underdog when they host SMU on a Thursday, uh, at UTSA, at FAU. By the way, Coach Herman loves the squad he's inheriting. And at Navy, Coach Newberry's got a very experienced Navy team, and uh, they did more hitting in the spring. I think that's going to help them this year. So you figure East Carolina could very well be in dog in six with a couple of toss-up games. They're going to need this young offense to come together, especially the offensive line, and gel early for them to have the, the type of success they had last year. I think we're not going to see eight wins like we did last year. If East Carolina gets to a bowl game, I think uh, Mike Houston will have done a good job this year. Probably six or seven wins is what I'm looking at for the Pirates. Phil Still breaking it down, and uh, it's all there for you in the Phil Still magazine as I am looking at it right now. And, uh, yeah, you're forecasting East Carolina to really – it's all a question of, of the quarterback, Phil, and, and, and how the quarterback goes, the team goes in a lot of ways. And we are waiting to see what Mason Garcia uh, puts out on the field. Although, Mike Houston, it sounds like they're going to give Alex Flynn maybe a shot to win this competition. And I don't know, in your chats with Coach Houston, how much did Alex Flynn's uh, name come up this offseason? 
Oh, he, he definitely feels that Alex Flynn is good enough to win in the AAC. He said he uh, prepared his body well, knows the uh, offense as well as the coaches do, which is really uh, what you want in a quarterback. You want them to know that offense. He said his intangibles are actually similar to what Colton Ehlers has. And you need a good backup quarterback because, let's face it, there's so many teams out there. You know, you know, Texas A&M started three different quarterbacks. NC State started four different quarterbacks. So you need to have a good backup. So I think with uh, Alex Flynn there uh, competing for the job, I do believe Garcia wins it. But I think Flynn is an, a capable backup quarterback that has the intangibles you want. Phil, uh, and folks, if you want to ask a question to Phil still, you can get it in. We'll talk to him for another 10, 15 minutes or so. Um, but you can join that. Uh, join us on YouTube, Facebook, ask those questions, Twitter as well. Robert, uh, a bit tongue-in-cheek, says, can't wait to hear what Phil has to say about UTSA. You'd think they were the Kansas City Chiefs, the way everyone is talking. Now, part of that is, you know, me saying if I had to pick a winner of this league, it would be UTSA. I've seen a lot of other folks say that as well. You look at the gambling odds. Phil looks like it's kind of a big four with the Roadrunners, Tulane, uh, Memphis, and SMU. So how about the, the top of the American this year? Who do you have up there at the top? Yeah, those are the four teams I have at the top. And, uh, you know, when you look at UTSA, uh, and I'll go back to my conversations with Coach Houston. I have great respect for him. Love the job he's doing. I can make the same statement with Jeff Trailer. When Jeff Trailer took over, uh, it was a UTSA team that was coming off three and four win seasons. Looked like they were going through a rebuilding year. He got them to a bowl game at seven and five. The next year, I thought, okay, they're probably a little better in seven and five. Well, guess what? They were a lot better. They went twelve and one prior to losing the bowl game. And then even last year, they got to eleven and two. Once again, prior to losing the bowl game, I know Coach Trailer wants to win that bowl this year. Uh, they've got a quarterback that has been there forever. I think since the first year I wrote the magazine back in 1995, <laughs> at least it seems that way. Yeah. Uh, Frank Harris uh, joined their team back in 2017, so he's in his seventh year, I believe. And, uh, you know, he had LASIK surgery last year for his eyes. And what we saw was a great improvement of his passing. Uh, he went to hitting 70% of his passes, threw for over 4,000 yards with the 32-9 ratio. They add in a guy that started at Colorado as a true frost last year in Owen McCown. They've got the receiving core with Joshua Cephas and uh, J.T. Clark. The offensive line's a veteran unit. Unlike East Carolina, which I mentioned is in the hundreds of my experience, they're number 13. So they've got the experience. They've got a tough home field edge uh, playing in the Alamo Dome and I've heard that crowd get louder and louder under Trailer's tenure they weren't overwhelming his first year last year they were uh, very loud at points so you look at their schedule they get a lot of the tough teams at home they do have to play FAU at the road on the road and Tulane on the road uh, but they are my pick to uh, be there at the top of the American this year SMU adds in a guy like Preston Stone at QB and while they lose Tanner Mordecai this could be the, the uh, start of the Stone Age era. So like East Carolina, young quarterback, but Preston Stone is my number 12 QB out of high school, has experience in the Rhett Lashley system, and uh, I think he'll do well. They've got a deep backfield, an explosive offense, and then a lot of transfers on the defensive side of the ball to make them better over there. Remember last year they gave up 431 yards per game. They, in the conference play, play Memphis on the road, but their other road games are Rice, Temple, uh, which fall into the winnable category, and then the tough one at East Carolina. Uh, so that, that makes SMU a contender. Tulane, Willie Fritz, how do you doubt this guy? I mean, he's got them all the way to beating USC in the uh, 
Cotton Bowl last year, phenomenal. And when I went over the team with Coach Fritz, I was expecting a step back, but they have a veteran quarterback in Michael Pratt that's back. They got Jaquin Jackson back at uh, wide receiver. And you look at their offensive line, they've got a couple guys that are NFL caliber and Sincere Hainsworth and Prince Pines. The defense was solid last year, and it will be solid again this year. Uh, they do have to play Memphis on the road, East Carolina on the road, Florida Atlantic on the road. I don't know if they're going to reach last year's heights. They go from number 14 experience-wise to number 56, but they are a clear-cut contender. And then Memphis, you know, I, I look at their talent and their schedule, and they set up pretty good, especially if Seth Hennigan can remain healthy the entire year. Uh, they avoid UTSA in the uh, conference play, which is a nice thing. Uh, they get Blake Watson coming in from Old Dominion at running back, which should be a, a plus. And if you followed the Memphis offensive years past, they had always been very explosive. Haven't really had that explosiveness lately, but now they, they're back to having explosive players at the skill spot. Veteran defense, veteran offensive line, I should say, and six starters back on defense. So I, I like the transfer portal, the way Silverfields worked it, and uh, I think Memphis has that opportunity as well. So all four of those are, are good quality teams. Phil Steele talking AAC, talking ECU. We'll take a timeout, come back, and have part two of our conversation with the college football guru as we roll on a Pirate Radio Live here on a Thursday. Still to come, you will hear from the Pitt County Girls All-Stars, the 12 and under team, trying to go win down in Georgia and then make it to the Little League World Series coming up here in Greenville later on this summer. Also, the big man on campus, Jeff Nadeau, will talk some football with us. Marcus Crandall, Jeff Carr, Hour 3, plus an intern edition, an ECU Athletics uh, edition of Name That Sound coming up with Danny Beal and Micah Dennis. So got that on the way as well. It's all ahead, Pirate Radio Live. A lot more to go. Back with you. More Phil Steele when we return after this. Let's go, let's go. Listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, Pirates. Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show. Welcome back. University PC Care has been Pirate Nation's go-to IT expert since 2006 and are the local tech support experts for any of your business needs. Let University PC Care take care of it so you can take care of business. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. All right, back with you, Pirate Radio Live here on a Thursday. The Pitt County Girls Softball 12 Under All-Stars have arrived. We'll talk to them coming up in about 15 minutes or so. But right now we'll hear uh, we'll hear part two of our conversation with Phil Steele as he continues to preview the upcoming college football season. Here's more with Phil Steele. Phil Steele joining us and talking AAC, talking ECU. And Phil got a question uh, from Jamie, and I'll kind of make it into a two-parter. How good is uh, the the opener uh, opponent for ECU, Michigan? And Jamie's question is, what do you think the final score will be for the Michigan game? Have you looked that far into your crystal ball? And, and, uh, and also, how good are these Wolverines we'll be seeing week one? Yeah, this is Jim Harbaugh's best team 
he has ever put on the field here at Michigan. And they're a team that's gotten to the playoffs each of the last two years. If you look at all the national title contenders this year, uh, Michigan's about the only one with a returning starting quarterback in J.J. McCarthy. He's going to let him throw down the uh, throw down the field more often this year than he did last year. They got my number one set of running backs in the country, led by Blake Corum, who very well could have won the Heisman Trophy if he not got injured and missed the Ohio State game. If he had a big game against Ohio State, he was right up there in the voting. They've got my number two offensive line in the country. That's the same offensive line that's won the Joe Moore Award each of the last two years. Defensively, number six D-line, number five linebackers, number seven DBs, and I'm talking about in the country, and the special teams are solid as well. I think that's going to be a, uh, a game where Michigan, actually, right now in Vegas, is a 35 and a half point favorite. Yeah. But if you're looking for my final score of the game, I only have them favored by 28. I think Houston does enough to keep them competitive in this game. I don't like young teams going on the road to the big house playing in front of 100,000 people in their first start on the road. But I think uh, Houston keeps them more competitive than the number. But I, I believe it or not, I'm going to pick Michigan to win that game. Phil still joining us. Uh, yeah, well, I'll take a 28 compared to a 35 and a half, I guess, and see if the Pirates can go up there, put up a fight week one against the Wolverines. Let's uh, let's kick around the state of North Carolina, Phil. Who, who's the best team in the state? Is it one of the triangle teams? Is it Wake Forest? Is it Appalachian State? Who uh, Who holds that crown for best team in the state of North Carolina this year? You know, I'm going to go with North Carolina this year, and uh North Carolina is a team that returns Drake May. Everybody knows who Drake May is. He had a fantastic season last year. And, you know, Drake May opened up with 30 touchdown passes in his first nine games, but then only a 1-4 ratio over the final three ACC games. But I think something, that, a couple of things make North Carolina dangerous. First of all, last year, remember, they clinched the Coastal Division with two games to go. Sometimes teams in that area, like Toledo did the same thing last year. They clinched the division, they have the title game to work to, and then they lose their last two games of the season. So I think North Carolina, had they been playing with something on the line, might have played better in those final two games. Uh, and as it was, they nearly beat NC State. Then they uh, they did lose to Clemson, but I like what I saw of them in the bowl game. They had a depleted secondary, and yet they played Oregon, a very potent Oregon team within a single point. Now, every year when I talk to Mac Brown and go over the uh, defense with him, he says, these guys look pretty, but they just haven't played that way. And that was the case again last year. They were better, but not great. They gave up 437 yards per game, uh, 31 points per game. They've got talent over there. These guys look good getting off the bus. Now, can they play that way? I think Miles Murphy, Cedric Gray are a couple of guys that could emerge, be big-time NFL prospects. And I do think the defense has finally improved. And offensively, you know, Phil Longo like to throw the football all over the field. They're going to run the football more this year. They've got a deep backfield, offensive line, and that's going to take some of the pressure off Drake May. Drake May was under a lot of pass rush pressure at the end of the year and part of his downward trend. So I think with May back, with the defense being improved, the only games I've got them an underdog are at Pitt and at Clemson. I do think the ACC this year comes down to Florida State versus Clemson. However, if you're looking for a team that could burst in there from outside that group, it would be North Carolina, and they do avoid Florida State in league play this year. Mentioned uh, Drake May. We had a question from Robert. He says, who does Phil see winning the Heisman? And there's a page for everything in the Phil Steele magazine, including who will win the Heisman. And you've got some odds here, the favorites. And Drake May is up there, but Caleb Williams, I guess the front runner, quarterback from USC. Uh, who are some other guys? Maybe, uh, I don't know, is there a long shot, Phil, uh, you would uh, suggest folks take uh, when it comes to the Heisman? Who do you see winning it this year? 
Yeah, I got a couple of long shots for you. Uh, the first one would be a guy that uh, your listeners are very familiar with, and that's Sam Hartman. Uh, yeah. You know, if you go back to Notre Dame last year, they had a good defense, they had a good run game, they had a good offensive line, they had a backup quarterback, and they lost a couple games early, but got better as the season went on. Well, this year they've got a great defense, they've got a great offensive line, they've got a great run game, and they've got an improved receiving core. Now they've got Sam Hartman, a quarterback for Cranola, one of the best quarterbacks in the country. And we look at Notre Dame's schedule. They get Ohio State at home. They get also uh, USC at home. And if he wins a head-to-head against Caleb Williams on October 14th at home, boom, you can move him right up the chart as one of the uh, premier Heisman contenders this year. So I think Notre Dame's got a, a, a legitimate shot of being the national title contender, or at least a playoff contender, getting to something like 10 or 11 wins this year. And if that's the case, Sam Hartman would be right up there. And then another one is a first-time starting quarterback. And it goes, I'm going to Georgia and Carson Beck. Both these guys are 18-1 to 1 coming into the year. And with Carson Beck, this is actually his fourth season with Georgia, much like Mason Garcia for East Carolina. Knows the system inside and out. And he's got a great supporting cast. He's got a number one rated offensive line in front of him. Brock Bowers, the uh, Mackey Award winner at tight end. An improved receiving core. I mean, they added the number one receiver from Mississippi State, the top receiver from Missouri last year. Both are added to the receiving core and uh, giving them great depth there. And they've got the run game. Georgia will be a double-digit favorite in every game, with the exception, maybe, <coughs> excuse me, of um, <clears throat> Tennessee this year. And add it all up. To win the Heisman, you have to have team success as well as statistical success. I think both those guys fit that category. Talking to Phil Steele today as he joins us to break down and preview the upcoming college football season. Phil, it's kind of crazy to thumb through the magazine and you get to the Big 12 schools and you see UCF and BYU and Houston and Cincinnati and going to be even odder uh, in the future next year when you've got uh, Oklahoma and Texas in the SEC and then you've got the California schools moving to the Big 10. So just some radical changes when it comes to these conferences. Uh, Phil, what's the, the next shoot a drop is it going to be the pac-12 making a move and does that impact the american in some way well what do you think we see when it comes to conference realignment moving forward i think right now everybody uh clip is waiting for the pac-12 to sign its tv contract and see where they're at Mm -hmm. if it's a poor tv contract we may not see the pac-12 anymore if it's a great tv contract then you might see them even add some teams i can tell you that, excuse me, I was very surprised that USC and UCLA went to the Big Ten. I was very surprised when Texas and Oklahoma went to the Big, or to the SEC. So, I have not been good at forecasting these moves, and I pretty much just wait and see when they become official. There's a lot of rumors out there all the time, but I think that the biggest factor right now for uh, realignment coming up would be the Pac-12's uh, TV uh, uh, signing that they do. Phil Steele joining us. Phil, let's uh, let's talk Final Four. Who's in your uh, college football playoff? And we also got a expanded playoff coming soon, so that's exciting as well. But who will be uh, the last four standing this year? It sounds like uh, you think Michigan will be one of those. Yeah, I do. I think when you look at the Big Ten this year uh, and look at the top three teams in the East, they're all very close talent-wise, Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State. But Michigan's got the best schedule of the three, uh, and they'll have a chance to be favored in every single game this year. They get Ohio State at home, which I think is huge, and it's Jim Harbaugh's best team that he's put on the field. I've got Georgia up there. Uh, I think Georgia could be even better than last year, provided they get a good quarterback play out of Carson Beck. 
<coughs> excuse me, you look at their defense, it's very experienced. Best offense line in the country, so I think Georgia has that opportunity. Uh, the other two teams I've got uh, coming in there, one of them is uh, not even going to be the preseason favorite to win the ACC this year, I don't think, and that's Clemson. But going over the team with Coach Sweeney, he mentioned about the defensive line. He said that if you remember that 2018 defensive line, which is one of the best ever in college football, he said this year's group may not have the star power of that group, but that group is deeper in talent and experience. So I have rated the number one D-line in the country. they got Carter and Trotter back at linebacker. Klubnik, I think, will do well at quarterback. Uh, they've got Shipley and Moffat running back, a veteran offensive line and receiving core. And they get their toughest two games of the year, Florida State and Notre Dame, both at home. I've got Clemson favored in all 12 games and ranked number two in the country. And finally, don't discount Nick Saban. I mean, Nick Saban last year had a, just a horrific year. They went 11-2. and two. They had two losses on the final play of the game, one in overtime to LSU on a two-point conversion. And after missing a field goal with like 18 seconds left, Tennessee kicked a field goal uh, in the, on the final play to beat them 52-49. This year they only have five starters back on offense, five on defense. But when he's preseason number one, he's only won the national title once. However, when he's not preseason number one, like the last time, 2020, they went 13-0 and won the national title. You know the talent he's got? I think they have three capable quarterbacks in Tyler Buckner, Jalen Milrow, and Ty Simpson. A tremendous supporting cast. You can never discount Nick Saban. So I'm not going to be the guy that doesn't pick Alabama to make the playoff again this year. There you go. Phil still joining us. Phil, a couple minutes left to go. I'm sure Troy or I asked you this in the past, but uh, if you did answer, I don't remember, so I'll ask you again. I mean, you cover everybody now. Did you have a favorite team growing up? Uh, you, know, you know, what are your your college football rooting interest before you just started covering every single team in the country? Yeah, when I was a when I was a little boy, uh, my favorite team was uh, the Ohio State Buckeyes growing up in Ohio. So that was uh, one of the things. But uh, right now, I do have a favorite team each and every year, and uh, numerous favorite teams, and that is whoever I pick higher than everyone else. <laughs> I've got Wisconsin, my number one surprise team. I'm buying Wisconsin shirts, and I'm going to be a Badger fan. And when Wisconsin plays Ohio State, I'll be rooting for Wisconsin in that game because they're my number one surprise team, Dog on it. There you go. My number one most improved team is Texas A&M. I'm an Aggie fan this year. There have been years where when Kevin Sumlin was there where I picked the Aggies lower than everybody else. This year I picked them higher than everybody else, so I'm an Aggie fan. So my rooting interests have greatly changed where I have no personal interest except uh, I want my magazine to be the most accurate out there. Phil still joining us. Phil, as we wrap it up with you, uh, can the Pirates get to – to six and go to another bowl, uh, third straight bowl appearance. Do you see that in the cards for ECU this season? I think they do get there this year, and the key is Mike Houston. You know, I think a lot of other teams with this kind of inexperience on the offense, I'd be concerned. But after going over the team with Houston and knowing the job he did, not only here but also at his previous levels, uh, I, I think that uh, Mike Houston gets his team to a bowl. Phil Stills, college football preview for 2023 is out and hold it in my hand. You got different covers uh, that are available across the country. Phil, one more time, tell folks how they can get their hands on this awesome preview magazine. 
Yeah, I appreciate that. Once again, it's exclusively this year at Barnes & Noble and Books A Million. So don't drive around looking for it at all those other places. Barnes & Noble and Books A Million are the two exclusive places to get it. Or you can go online and get the hard copy at philsteel.com. And when you get the hard copy at philsteel.com, we give you the digital magazine updated all the way through September for free. So it's like getting two magazines for the price of one there. So Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, and then philsteel.com. Phil, enjoyed the chat. Uh, have a, a fantastic rest of your off-season, and uh, we follow you on Twitter and, and get all your insight in-season as well. So looking forward to following along another college football season with you this year. Sounds great, Clip, and uh, I always enjoy talking about the Pirates, so uh, it was a lot of fun talking football with you today. We'll do it again next year. Thank you, Phil. Thank you, Cliff. All right, Phil Steele. It feels like football is finally here uh, when we have our official Phil Steele interview on Pirate Radio. Uh, it could be some struggles for the Pirates, but he says they will once again uh, get to bowl eligibility and be playing postseason in 2023. All right, let's take a break. When we return, we'll talk about another team hoping uh, for a championship. The uh, Pitt County Girls Softball 12 and Under All-Stars are heading to Warner Robins, Georgia. If they win there, they will be in the Softball World Series right here in Greenville. And we will talk to the coaches and players from that team when we return. Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live on the way. Back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Beauty Bar Metaspa. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin, smooth your skin texture, erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Visit BeautyBarMetaspa.com to set up a free consultation. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. UBE has been an ECU tradition for over 50 years, and you can shop online anytime at PirateWear.com. UBE has the biggest and best selection of ECU sportswear and accessories for Pirates of all ages. Every day is game day at UBE. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Brock. All right, back with you, Pirate Radio Live here on a Thursday. And we got a lot of athletes in the Pirate Radio studios right now. The Pitt County Girls Softball 12 and Under All-Stars hanging out inside the Pirate Radio studios before they make a trip down to Georgia uh, to play down there and if they win there uh make it to the little league softball world series right here in greenville north carolina and we'll hear from some of the girls and uh, also talk to a uh, coach brad metis who uh, joins us here and coach uh looks like your girls are fired up ready to go thank you all for coming in today well thanks for having us cliff uh certainly the girls are fired up uh, maybe a little nervous to talk but uh, <laughs> uh fired up to play some softball that's for sure uh and uh fired up to get to georgia it's uh uh, the the waiting now, um, uh, ready to play ball. It's funny when we even when we get the you know the ECU athletes in here, they're much more nervous to talk on a mic than they are to hit a ball or shoot a free throw or you know catch a pass or whatever. Uh, there's no doubt about that. They uh, sort of drawn straws to see who had answers. The questions. They got one or two who really want to, but yeah. uh, uh, the majority I think would uh, uh, be okay to be quiet. All right, so tell us about the run you've been on so far. How did you get to this point? Yeah, so um, we start with the districts, um, which we played in Rocky Mount this year, um, and, and 
beat Rocky Mountain the championship there to to get to the state tournament, um, which was the state tournament this year was right here in, in Greenville at Sarah Law, uh, which was fortunate for us. Um, we did not start the state tournament the way we would like. We lost our first game um, and had to win our way back. Um, and, and win the game to advance to the Southeast Regional uh, against a good team from Charlotte, uh, Mallard Creek. Um, and there is another team from North Carolina that is already in the Little League World Series? Correct. The, the, the host state, North Carolina, as there's an odd number otherwise from Little League, uh, gets to have a team at the, uh, at the World Series. So uh, the Southeast or, or the state of North Carolina specifically could actually have two teams at the World Series if we go, um, go on and win down there. You're off to Warner Robins, and you said you're heading out uh, Friday, Saturday, right? That's right. We've got to be there by Saturday afternoon. Um, uh, first game Monday morning. All right, good deal. And uh, a lot of expenses here, obviously. And uh, I know you'd love for folks to help out with that if they're able to. And, and how can folks go about doing that? Yeah, certainly uh, the best way to, to get get us money easily is through our Venmo. Uh, you can find that a couple ways. Our, our Facebook page, uh, uh, Pitt County 12U All-Stars. Our Venmo is just PCGSL, 12U All-Stars. Um, and we anything you can give, we'd appreciate it. Uh, the girls hoping to have a long week in Georgia. Um, so uh, we we take anything you can give and appreciate it. And uh, it looks like everybody's, you know, smiling, having fun. It's been a long season, right? And this takes up a lot of the summer. But um, now you're starting to, to taste that gold, that light at the end of the tunnel here, right? So uh, I know y'all are uh, fired up, ready to go. Yeah, that's right. We, we start the, the season for this starts way back uh, in March. Uh, mm-hmm. And we work through our regular season and finally get to the postseason. And then the postseason's a long time through the summer. And um we feel fortunate. This is where you want to be playing. Where the, you know, there's a lot of teams that are all done now and watching, and um, still get to be practicing and playing and, and getting ready for a big tournament. So we're excited. Well, let's uh, meet some of the players. So uh, just step up and, and tell me your name. Who do we got over here? Not everybody at once. <laughs> What's your name? Kaylee. Kaylee. Uh, what position do you play? I play third and first. Third and first. And uh, what's your favorite part about hanging out with the girls, uh, both on the field and off the field? On the field, I like the um, like the family kind of connection with the girls. Mm-hmm. And off the field, kind of the same thing. All right. And uh, what's your favorite thing to do away from softball? What else do you like to do? I don't do much off of softball. <laughs> <laughs> it's all softball. All right. I like it. All right, Kaylee. Well, good luck to you. Uh, what's your name? Um, Liliana. Liliana. What position do you play? Um, catcher in center field. Catcher in center field. What other sports do you play other than softball? None. Just softball? Yep, just softball. All right. Uh, catching, how, how tough is that on the um, on the knees and everything? It's pretty tough. <laughs> pretty tough. Takes a tough uh, player to catch, right? Yeah. Are you the toughest player on the team? Um, I don't know about that one. <laughs> um, what's, who's your favorite uh, music artist? Um, Is that a tough one? Yeah. <laughs> um, you know what? We'll come back to you. <laughs> Think about that one. I didn't know I'd stump you. Do you have one? You got a, a music recommendation for me? I'm looking to add to my library. <laughs> all right who else do we got here we got some returners here right yeah all right what's your name uh Peyton. say that again Peyton. Peyton. all right what position do you play Peyton? uh left field and um, pitcher awesome so you uh were on the team last year yes what was that experience like for you playing uh in the world series it was very nervous we <laughs> it was just nervous and we um <clears throat> had good experience with it and stuff 
I saw I watched it on uh television just playing in front of all those people. Get you a little little rattled, I guess. Yes. <laughs> Tough to to calm the nerves, but you're excited uh you're going to go back again this year hopefully. Yes. Um what are you most excited about for the trip coming up to Georgia? I mean, it's a seven-hour trip with my little sister. It's not that fun. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. I got a little sister, too. I understand. Uh, hopefully, you can find some fun, though, right? Yes. All right. Good deal. All right. And what's your name? Rain. Rain. All right. And what uh, position do you play? Catcher and shortstop. Okay. All right. So, uh, what... Um, I don't know how's your your postseason gone so far. What what's the best part of your team? Hitting, pitching, defense. What's your strength of the team? Do you think? Mine. Uh, of the entire team, what do you guys do best? Um, I feel like we're a good like competition to play. Like we really like compete to be like we we're competitive. I can see it in your eyes. I'm getting a little nervous. <laughs> you had the fire in you, the fire and rain. Um, so how so the celebrations and the chants how much do you guys practice those like uh, in the dugout and stuff we don't really practice those but like the years like we've played in the the past we just all know them and we just <laughs> i don't know do you have any like secret handshakes with your teammates or anything no not really no okay all right fair enough uh how about you so she's not looking forward to hanging out with her little sister for a long trip how about you you ready for the trip I am. My brother's not coming with me. <laughs> All right, good. Got a lot of family issues going on, which uh, that's real life stuff. That's good stuff. All right, um, we got uh, Micah Dennis. Micah, could you get on a Micah? Micah, Micah on a Micah. So Micah plays for uh, ECU women's basketball team, and uh, so Micah's from Canada. Do they play softball in Canada, Micah? Did you ever play softball growing up? Um, in school, yeah. Okay. Um, well, I don't, tell us about your softball career. Were you any good? It was very short. I'm gonna let I'm gonna say that. Um, <laughs> a short career, but it was fun. It was a lot of fun. I like making new friends. Awesome. What uh, what kind of? Can you open that door? Maybe you can hear Mike a little better. What uh, advice would you give the girls as they head down to Georgia? I would say to have fun, but also be focused. Obviously, um, but yeah, enjoy your time um, on and off the field. Um, make some new memories. I know I have a lot of memories just playing basketball growing up. Um, but yeah, don't forget to have fun. Yeah, some of the best times of your life uh, will be happening right now, believe it or not. So, Coach, you gotta you, you play to win, but you also gotta enjoy the ride, right? Absolutely, and and the mixture of both is what uh, what you're shooting for. And when you really have a special season, you can do both. Awesome. All right. Uh, anything else? You want to give any shout outs to anybody? Y'all had like y'all ready to talk until it was time to talk. <laughs> no, nope. all right. Who you got? Who you got? Shout out to Ben Fox, my hitting coach. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he coached the ECU club baseball team. Yeah. Okay. I know Ben. Awesome. Uh, so he's helped you with your hitting. Yes. Good stuff. All right. Uh, anything else we need to know, Coach? No, I think that covers it. I think that covers it. We're just ready to. Hopefully, we can make a. a a good appearance and a run back here to, to Greenville. Oh, and by the way, we mentioned this off the air. Uh, we can watch these games, right? They'll be streaming for the folks uh, that can't make the trip. Correct. All all the early games will be on ESPN Plus, and the and the championship game will be on ESPN. Uh, any other girls want to talk? Is your, you want to talk? No. <laughs> okay. Anybody else? Nope. Alrighty then. Well, good <laughs> luck, y'all. We will be uh, watching y'all and rooting y'all on, and hopefully, uh, you can come back here and play more softball in Greenville coming up soon. Thanks, guys. Awesome.
thank y'all also uh coach percy and coach brandon in the house as well so thank y'all and uh thank you girls for coming down today nice to meet y'all and good luck to you all right let's take a break more to go pirate radio live when we return on a thursday we'll talk more college football the big man on campus jeff nadu will join us also ecu hall of famer marcus crandall coming up in hour three and former ecu linebacker jeff carr as well a lot more to go back with you on pirate radio live after this i don't know what you got but it plays with my emotions and i want you so much darling i want to hold you near want to whisper sweet and tender in your ear can't stand the thought of you listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Beauty Bar Metaspa. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin, smooth your skin texture, erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Visit BeautyBarMetaspa.com to set up a free consultation. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Uh, Be sure to visit one of ECU graduate Brandon Tate's U.S. Cellular locations and experience the highest standard of customer service. The purpose of the Atlantic Wireless Store experience is to inform, illuminate, and inspire. Find the location near you at AtlanticWireless.com. Atlantic Wireless, we go beyond the call. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Clip. We had the studio uh, cleared (laughs) after having a lot of visitors there uh, earlier. It was awesome to talk to the girls and the coaches from the Pitt County Girls Softball 12 and Under All-Stars heading to Warner Robins, Georgia. And uh, pretty cool. We'll be able to watch those games on ESPN+. They'll play their first one coming up on Monday. All right. uh, Let's head out to the Pirate Radio Live line. Joining us, the big man on campus, Jeff Nadeau, here on a Thursday edition of Pirate Radio Live. We'll continue to preview the upcoming college football season. Big man, how you doing today? Great. How are you? I'm good. I saw you wrapped up a very solid uh, summer league gambling-wise. And a couple of things going on now, Jeff. You've got uh, TBT, the basketball tournament, which is cranked up, which is a really neat event and a, a cool concept. And I saw Kansas won at the end of a game. They used the Elam ending, so it wasn't a buzzer beater, but won on the last shot last night. And they had an awesome crowd there in Wichita. And there are gambling lines for this, right, Jeff? So you got that going on, uh, a couple other things. But I don't know. Will you get involved in the basketball tournament, you think? Uh, I probably, maybe a little, but it's grown to such a high level. There's so many teams. I mean, it's, the summer league's a little easier for me. Um, I don't know. Maybe we'll let some, some games happen. Maybe we'll find something, but you know, I'm kind of just, um, you know, as we kind of turn the page on July, I'm kind of prepared for football, um, ready for the season. And well, I saw your tweet, Jeff, you said basically, Hey, uh, you got the bankroll ready for football with what you did with the summer league. That takes a responsible, uh, gambler like you are. Yeah, I try to be, you know, that, that's the thing. I mean, I, you know, here or there, you'll have something, you know, I'll bet a baseball game or something, but, uh, you know, I, I try to keep it pretty, pretty simple and, uh, you know, kind of just get prepared because look, before we know a college basketball beer, so you always got to, You've got to have your eye on the next thing. All right. Well, we're previewing conferences. We've done the American, the ACC. We've talked Big Ten, Big 12. 
and Nadeau said, "Hey, what do you want to do today?" And I threw out the SEC, the Pac-12, and then I, uh, I threw out a you know a Sun Belt, a Mountain West, and uh, this is this is kind of classic Nadeau. Hey, let's talk some Mountain West football. Uh, he said you love that conference. And by the way, Jeff, uh, coming up a few years from now, let me look up uh, ECU future schedules real quick because we have a home and home with Boise State coming up later on this decade it'll be 2026 at boise state 2028 boise state coming to greenville and i've been looking forward to those since they were announced but always cool to have you know we had a home and home with byu uh just teams we don't really see a lot in fact we'll get byu here uh in 2025 but uh kind of fired up to see ecu on the blue turf coming up in three years yeah, and I mean, look, it's the same old, same old in the Mount West. Bo- Boise State is your top team. Now, I guess th- this team is twofold for me. I'll say right away, I'm going to be betting this team a lot from an over standpoint early on. You know, when I identified their roster early, I mentioned last year when they brought on Taylor Green as opposed to Hank Buckmeyer, this offense was significantly better. I, I, I'm talking about 10, 15 points a game better. It, it was crazy how good they were with him at quarterback um he had 24 touchdowns i believe in 10 games he was very effective for this group um their offense i think if he can improve as a passer i think they're probably a top 10 top 15 offense in america they have a great running game their offensive line is solid they're going to be really good on offense the question i have is can they get stops defensively they lost a lot on defense i think they only returned uh, four guys. I think they lost five or six really important pieces. I have to wonder, look, they're always solid defensively, but I wonder, are they going to kind of struggle early on? They have a tough schedule to start the season. they got to play Washington. they got to play uh, UCF. they got to play Memphis. This team could be a really good over team to start the season, but I think you have to anoint them as the number one team just because of how much this conference lost over the last year. Before we run down the rest of of the Mountain West, Jeff, so we've talked AAC. You like, you know, SMU this year. You like UTSA, uh, maybe a Memphis. uh, But we just talked about Boise. Who is the best, in your opinion? And and people around here don't like the labels, but uh, Group of Five team uh, in college football this year is it UTSA? Is it Boise? Is it a Sun Belt team? Somebody we hadn't mentioned. How about what's your power rankings look like there? Yeah, it's, it's a good question because in college basketball, we have kind of the mid-major madness, which is like, yeah. what are the teams out of the top you know, six conferences? I would probably say the best uh, G5 team, I mean, I think Boise would be up there, UTSA will be up there. Um, you know, I think, um, I mean, now that Houston and those guys, they're kind of out of here. Though. Yeah, right. I would, I would probably say probably Boise. Look, if Boise can find an ability to get some stops and some of these transfers work out, I mean, they have they have a really tough schedule. That's going to be difficult. But I would probably say UTSA is really a raring team to me. I'm really excited about what they're going to do, uh, kind of in a new conference and, and with some kind of unfinished business. And that's really the last, you know, I think, big season for them. A lot of the seniors on that team. So, Jeff, uh, looking at the odds, we'll talk about who the second best team in the Mountain West is, Fresno State, Air Force, San Diego State. kind of a group with fresno and air force a bit of a drop off to san diego state when you look at the odds and then a pretty dramatic drop off with basically everybody else in the conference so let's kind of start with who you think finishes second behind boise in the mountain west 
That's a that's a that's a really good question. I mean, I, I think the good thing about college football that makes it easy to break down. But you always have like a top team or two, and then you have that kind of everybody else. And yeah. Like the Big Twelve here is good offense, bad defense, and and the SEC is everybody's good except for you know everybody's solid except for Alabama and Georgia, and they're always way better. Same with Big Ten. In the Mountain West, it, it's to me. Boise and everyone else, kind of the way I look at the Big 12. I think it's Texas and everyone else. You know, Air Force is going to be interesting. Uh, you know, defensively, Air Force has the best defense in this conference. They're going to be right around where they were last season. They only give up 13 and a half points a game. That's as good as they get. They bring back eight kids on that side of the ball. They were great on third down. They were great in the red zone. They're going to be a team that is playing a lot of 17-13 type of games. But I have a real question offensively. Hazik Daniels, their quarterback's gone. Brad Roberts, their bell cow running back, is gone. They're actually going to start a kid called Jensen Jones at quarterback, a guy that, you know, is a young kid, you know, doesn't have a ton of experience, and he hasn't really played. And I call him young, even though he's a senior. He hasn't played much. You know, they've had Hazik Daniels there for a while, and this is going to be something where, you know, if he can find a way, you know, he's had some mop-up duty, but if he can kind of command the offense in this kind of triple option group, I think they could be really solid. Their defense is going to be really good. So it's all going to be about if he can play pretty well and run this offense the way it needs to be run, they're going to be a, a tough out. But outside of that, I mean, Fresno, I kind of wonder where they'll be just with Jake Hayner moving on. They actually brought in Mikey Keene, who I know you saw. At UCF. Yeah, UCF. Yeah. yeah, he's out on the West Coast now. And they have a, they have a new um, defensive coordinator, and, and the defense is going to look kind of weird. So – they're going to drop off on that end. We'll see if Keen, you have to figure he'll kind of keep the offense rolling. But it's kind of a mixture. Some offenses, but not great defenses. One team has a great defense, not a great offense. So we'll kind of see what uh, what they are. The rest of the team. It's interesting to see the ebbs and flows. And I think one of the reasons is, Jeff, where – schools will come in and, and poach coaches and now schools will come in and poach good players from teams but like in the, the conference usa days for ecu the american days you would see teams go from the bottom of the standings to the top depending on a coach hire or a coach leaving and i guess you could say the same thing about mountain west because i'm looking down the odds and you've got uh nevada near the bottom and they have been you know good really good some years utah state has been um you know had years where they were really you know proficient offensively uh and then on the flip side of that unlv had a winless season a couple years ago they're working their way towards the middle san jose state the same thing didn't they have a winless season you know so uh it, it just it goes up and down you always say it jeff no matter the sport coaching matters the right hire matters and the problem is with some of these teams it's almost like the soccer uh now that i've gotten to know the the english soccer that those uh you know, players and managers get poached so much that uh, teams can change drastically from year to year, especially every three years or so. And it seems like we're seeing that in the Mountain West. Yeah, the, the bottom of this conference is interesting because there's a lot of like, just like Wyoming, they have questions that at all, can they move the ball offensively? San Jose State, I like their offense, but I don't love their defense. They lost a lot there. Um, San Diego State, they always kind of have trouble scoring the football. But then you look at kind of deeper than that. You know, Utah State, I think they're going to move the football. Can they get some stops? I don't think. That's going to be a great over team this year. A team that I really like that, that's kind of, I think, you could have them at fifth, you could have them at eighth, UNLV. I think this is an interesting team. Um, you know, they started 4-1 and one last year and just had a really poor end of the season. 
they went out and made a wild hire. Barry Odom is their new coach, who was at Missouri for a while. Um, then he went to Arkansas, was, was doing some good things there as uh, their offensive, or sorry, their defensive coordinator. And he comes in, and the coverage not bare there. They have a good quarterback. Doug Brumfeld can really move the ball. This offense should put points on the board. Uh, it'll be interesting to see kind of where they are defensively, because he is a guy who you know, was always a defensive guy. They weren't great on defense, but, you know, they played a lot of close games last year, Clip. I mean, you look at UNLV at Cal, lost by six. You know, uh, San Diego State lost by four. Fresno lost by seven. Hawaii lost by six. They had a lot of close games, you know, four or five really close games. It could have been a different season. We should see if this team could maybe compete as an underdog this year. We're going to find out pretty quick. they got to play Michigan very early. I'm going to keep an eye on this to maybe be a backdoor cover type of team. i got a weird feeling UNLV is not going to be a doormat. But then you have some real bad teams like Colorado State, uh, Nevada, New Mexico is going to be bad. Um, there, there's some bad football teams here. We're uh, pulling for UNLV. Uh, former ECU safety, one of our favorites, Damon Magazoo, uh, remains on the coaching staff, coaching the DBs there, even with the coaching change. So, uh, got a little soft spot for the Rebs, and uh, we'll be pulling for them this year. All right, um, Mountain West wise, Jeff, uh, I don't know any standout players you really like. Yeah, you've gone over some names, but any uh, future NFLers, any guys that uh, to keep an eye on for folks here on the East Coast that don't watch a lot of Mountain West football who the players to watch in this league yeah like i said i think you can key in on teams that can score the football this is a great over conference i mean when you're looking at the utah states uh even like the unlv's questions on defense boise state's gonna have questions on defense i'll bring up Taylor green again um I- i'm not gonna i can't continue to say how much and how important he was to the renaissance of this offense i mean it's it's really incredible when you look at how good they were when he came in, I mean, Cliff, when you look at their first couple of games, you know, they're struggling 14, you know, uh, 17, they scored 10 against UTEP. Then he comes in, they're dropping, they dropped 35 on September 30th in the fourth quarter against San Diego state. And they didn't really look back offensively. Taylor green is a really good player. You look at the backfield, George Holani at running back. Um, I also mentioned, I'm interested in seeing what Mikey Keene looks like in that uh, Jeff Tedford offense. You know, Keen, I think, can really flap his wings and, and, and do his thing. Jalen Maiden's a good player, quarterback at San Diego State. He might be the guy that is the next great quarterback there. They also found a big spark offensively in the second half last year. Their offensive coordinator is Ryan Lindley, a familiar name. He was in the NFL for a while. He was a former quarterback at San Diego State. So keep an eye on him. And then I'll mention just one other guy uh, for Utah State. Um, they have a quarterback, Cooper Legas. He's a really good player. He can kind of wing it around. They're going to score a lot of points. They may give up 33, 34 points a game, but uh, yeah, they're going to be a fun offensive team. Jeff Nadeau joining us, Pirate Radio Live Line. Jeff, we talked to Phil Steele uh, earlier today and uh, got his thoughts on the Pirates, the uh, American, the landscape of college football. And uh, he gave us his college football playoff. I don't know if you're ready to do that quite yet, but uh, he said, and, and look, you could ask just about anybody on the street that doesn't follow it as closely as you or I or Phil Steele, and they might mention the same teams, but. He does like the Michigan Wolverines a lot. Said this is Jim Harbaugh's best team he's had uh, there in Ann Arbor. Uh, He is not ready to buy into Florida State yet, so he's going to take Dabo and Clemson uh, to get there to have a powerful regular season and to get to the playoffs.
off. And then he said, you got to go Georgia. And he said he'd be a fool to, you know, count out Nick Saban. They talked about how they had a down year last year, and that down year was eleven and two. So again, it's kind of the the norm. But uh, I don't know any any outsiders. Any have you thought about your college football playoff four yet? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think um, you know two teams that I'll kind of keep bringing up. I mean, I, I think a lot of Phil's thoughts are, are similar to mine. I I'm not ready to buy Florida State just yet. I mean, Jordan Travis is a great player. We'll see how it goes. I'll keep saying it. I love Clemson. I think that new offensive coordinator, you know, full season for uh, for Klubnik, kind of that's his team now. I really like them. And and look, I mean, Texas has not won the Big 12 since 2009. That's, you know, 14 years, essentially. If Steve Sarkeesian can't win it this year, I don't know what to say. This team is significantly better than any other team in the Big 12. I don't think it's close. I think there's some solid teams in the Big 12. But no one is on Texas's level. Um, there are two teams that I have interest in. But when you look at the, the top four, you really have to kind of keep it close. I mean, Alabama and Georgia are likely going to be there. USC is going to be really good. Um, but for me, it's other than that, it's, it's you know, you got your Michigan, they'll be in there. The only other teams, Texas, um, you know, maybe, maybe uh, Clemson, Ohio State, maybe you take a flyer on, uh, you know, another team like uh, – I don't know, uh, Oklahoma or Washington. We haven't talked SEC yet. Who who do you like beyond uh, Georgia and Alabama, if anybody there, Jeff? Uh, Nobody jumps out at you, really? No. Okay. Does. I mean, I, I think, you know, you, you kind of have to keep it simple, Clip. I mean, I think when you're – I always tell people, you know, there's a lot of folks that want to take these flyers on Heisman trophies or – it's not like college basketball. It's just not. College football is very difficult to win in. It, the NCAA tournament's so great because if if Bryant University is good enough, they can get to the national title game. We saw that with Florida Atlantic this year or San Diego State. The, the college football playoff is totally different. I mean, if let's just say East Carolina is undefeated, okay, it's possible they may not get to the Final Four. That's crazy. Different. It's not easy to do. It's not <laughs> – there are a lot of teams that, that can do it. I, uh, yeah, I mean, I I know, and it's very frustrating. Uh, although, and it would kind of happen to uh, it would depend on what happened after this. But East Carolina does play in Ann Arbor week one. So, if they beat Michigan and run the table, <laughs> now unless Michigan collapses, but uh, heck, if ECU wants to to actually do it and pull a Cincinnati, this would be a good year to do it, Jeff, because you uh, you got a big boy right there to to start the season. I mean. I, that's a good point. I guess you never know. I mean, it's crazy. but it took. Look, we saw it, with Jeff, with the Bearcats. It took them two perfect seasons to get there and some help. Like they they went undefeated, didn't get to the playoff, did it again the next year. Had some teams around them kind of crumble and got in. You know, it, it takes multiple years of of you know not losing any games and some help around you for one of those teams to get in. I will say, though, Clip, I mean, when you're talking about SEC, a, t- a team to remember, we're not talking about this team much because of the big boys, but LSU is possibly has the best – I mean, I think they do have the best quarterback coming back. I mean, Bryce Young's gone. Um, you know, uh, uh, Stetson Bennett's gone. I mean, Jalen – Richardson's Jaylen, gone from Florida. Yeah, Jaden Daniels is really good. And I'll tell you another name to keep an eye on in the SEC. Harold Perkins, the linebacker fellowship, is incredible. As a, he was incredible as a freshman. You get uh, Keyshawn Boutte out of there, who was just kind of a, 
I think kind of a character, but he just didn't seem interested. That's a team to keep an eye on with Brian Kelly. New year, finally kind of a straight year, not not worried about too much. They uh they start the season out again with Florida State. And we remember that game last year, kind of a wild ending, the missed extra point. LSU, uh, they're kind of, I think, the Tennessee this year. Tennessee was last year. I think LSU's this year. I uh, I like Dave Daniels. He was great at Arizona State. They've got some real talent coming back, LSU. They do. Love talking football with you, man. We'll uh, we'll keep it going. Do it again next week. We are we only got, uh, what, one more Thursday after this without football. The Hall of Fame game is actually two weeks away from tonight, so crazy to think about. As of Saturday, I mean, or, or, or close to it, I mean, the season starts the 26th of August. I, I've already bet a couple of games that <laughs> You got week zero action already? Oh, I had three weeks zero bets over. I'll tell you what. Let's let's ta- table those for next week. So we'll uh, we'll have something to talk about. Well, the lines are always moving, but I will. <laughs> that is true. That is true. We'll we'll get them in next week and uh, preview another conference. I always enjoy it, big man. Anything you need to plug? Uh, what you got going on? No, I, I really always appreciate you having me on. Uh, if you like crime content, check out the sit down. Check me out on TikTok, Clip. Please, if you're on TikTok, all I know, Clip, you're on TikTok. Mm-hmm. On TikTok, check me out. I'm almost at 100,000 subs, so please check me out on TikTok. The sit-down crime pod. Please check it out. All right, Jeff. Thank you, buddy. Thanks, guys. See there you. he is, the big man on campus. He gets a lot of things right. One thing he got wrong, I am not on TikTok. So, uh, But Pirate Radio is, Chandler is, and Chandler, you're probably already subscribed to Nadu's TikTok, right? The, uh, the sit-down sit podcast. Yeah. Yes, sir. Uh, I've gotten into the mafia stuff um, like in the past like two or three years. I want to say during COVID, I got into it. During COVID, I saw Goodfellas for the first time, and I fell in love with like the mafia t- type of movies and stuff. And the the show I'm watching right now on Hulu is Godfather of Harlem, which is about Bumpy Johnson. And uh, Bumpy Johnson's actually from Lagrange, North Carolina. Just a fun fact. Um, so, but uh, he was one of the big kingpin men up in New- uh, Harlem, New York. So. Uh, yeah, he's a lot of great content, especially if you like mafia stuff. Uh, Jeff New- Jeff Nadeau has it with a sit-down podcast on TikTok. Do you know Tony Shanks? Do I? He's a Pirate Radio follower and commenter and hates Alec McRevich and has <laughs> threatened Alec McRevich if he comes back to Greenville. Uh, do you, Jamie wants to know if you do dance videos on TikTok. Who, me? No, I don't have any videos up on TikTok. I just, I like to watch other people's videos. I don't have any dance videos, even though I do want to maybe do some with you guys. Would that be fun? No. I have like a to do TikTok. That? No. You want to do a d- TikTok dance, Shirley? Duh. All of us? Sure. Look, I we've have, got like... I, I'm on TikTok. That's what Joey and Micah... We and could do Danny one with Micah. Here. Yeah, like, that's what they're here for. Yeah, because I'm afraid I'm going to, like, pull a muscle or something. Yeah. And nobody Throw out my back. Uh, let's take a break. We'll come back, wrap up hour number two. Coming up, hour three, ECU Hall of Famer Marcus Crandall, former Pirate linebacker Jeff Carr, and more coming up when we return after these words.
You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Beauty Bar Metaspa. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin, smooth your skin texture, erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Visit BeautyBarMetaspa.com to set up a free consultation. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Be sure. Oh, wait. Uh, Fifth Street Hardware Restaurant and Tap Room is your favorite place in downtown Greenville for lunch, dinner, uh, or drinks with friends. Fifth Street Hardware serves lunch and dinner Tuesday through Sunday. Plus, they serve brunch starting at 1030 on Saturdays and Sundays. Follow Fifth Street on Instagram for the latest events and specials. Fifth Street Hardware Restaurant and Tap Room right beside the State Theater in downtown Greenville. Now, let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Man, we are rolling through the guests today. I've already uh, heard from Dakota Marshall, former Pirate, Phil Steele, the Pitt County Girls Softball 12 and Under All-Stars, the big man on campus, Jeff Nadeau. We still have uh, two more guests to get to. Mark is kind of a co-host, uh, the ECU Hall of Famer. Marcus Crandall going to join us at 5 o'clock. I'm looking forward to talking to uh, Jeff Carr. Uh, when I was a younger fella, enjoyed watching him play linebacker at ECU and then went on to a career in uh, NASCAR. So uh, we got a lot to talk about with Jeff Carr coming up in uh, hour number three. And uh, if we have time, we're going to try to squeeze. We're going to do it. I, mean, I keep saying we're going to try. If nothing else, Shirley, we'll go lightning round edition of name that sound because micah showed up and said i'm ready like she it was game day for her and if i told her it was postponed she'd be upset and we would have got it in earlier but uh danny beal had some kind of what what'd you say chandler he had going on physical therapy I mean, what and is, he is, had to get his body right as he if he plays or baseball yeah. or throws the baseball for a living is that more important than this pirate radio internship i guess you gotta get your priorities right but uh hopefully danny bill will be joining us here uh at some point as well talk to landon again today uh via text and trying to get him on friday if not uh we'll talk to landon again next week but been catching up with all the baseball guys had josh grows on last week uh josh moylan yesterday tyler brought at tyler brought uh, the previous day so i've been uh talking to the former pirates I need to, uh, I guess I should reach out to uh, AMAC and see if he'll come on the show. I mean, why not? No, I mean, I, I no, should I, say, I, hey, I, Alec, you want to... People probably think you're joking, but I mean, why not? Yeah, uh, if I can uh, get his digits, I will. Why do you care about that guy? He's not a pirate anymore. <laughs> why do you care? Why do y'all keep talking about Alec Makarevich? And why, I, I already, I'm going to go ahead and complain because, I mean, I know we're going to post things about him in the future. And you want to get him on your show? Yeah. Dude, get over him. He's gone. He's not a pirate anymore. He wants to be in Raleigh. He wants to be with the Wolfpack. He wants to be with that darn Elliot Aviant. Hold on. Uh, is Gary Hahn here? Hey, Clip. <laughs> Gary. It's the case. transfer portal. We, uh, we got play-by-play voice of the pack, Gary Hahn, joining us. Gary. Uh, Touchdown you, State! What do you think about Alec Makarevich? joining the pack well amac i tell you what amac is a really good baseball player and uh, he's going to be good for the wolf pack can't <laughs> wait for him to be uh a part of the pack the pack nine as we like to call it here in raleigh and uh well the thing is is that i don't do play-by-play for nc state baseball but uh, i do do stuff for football and basketball but uh yeah glad that amac is a wolf pack Ah, you know what I think, Gary? I think we should close the borders here at ECU and not let any of our players get over the wall. 
and get into other places. All right, now you're getting political, and I don't want to get political on sports. You don't want to get political? (laughs) You don't want to get political? And down in a pass. uh... (laughs) Gary, thanks for joining us. All right, I got to go. Wait, come back. Come back, Gary. Is Dave Doran going to do that thing where he wins just enough to keep people kind of happy but not enough to do anything special it's going to be a seven and five season for the Wolfpack this year all right and i look i gotta go clip are I you pr- still employed i still am employed i was uh i took about a two-week hiatus all for right. the Wolfpack, but uh, uh i need to go clip i need to get prepared for that awesome thursday night game against the huskies of uconn all right gary thanks for joining us uh gary hunt uh, while chandler's away uh we need to get coach connors back in here because john had one more question for coach connors uh, well, you won't. jeff connors uh give us a rundown on what connor said earlier this week uh, john wants to know well i tell you what what it was was locker room talk and uh he forgot that he was on the radio and what we what we tried to do was say hey don't cuss on the radio in relationship to the FCC. And instead, he said the S word. Mm. Wasn't supposed to say the mm. S word. Nope. So I made him run 20 laps around the Pirate Radio studio. And I, guess, and I said 20 laps, ready, go. Nope. I guess he's still running because we have not heard from him since. Coach Connors, thank you for being here. I got to go. All right. I got to do a podcast. All right. Well, uh, enjoy that and uh chandler welcome back in man can i please join the show please do like first of all why did we not have gary hahn why do we not have coach jeff connors here on the description Uh, that is your job i was not told they were going to be here they just showed up i wasn't either all right so you know how you did like a magic trick with cards uh, the other day, yeah, like apparently you are a magician because you just say, uh, "Here's Gary Hahn," and Gary Hahn just shows up, and people just show up. Here's Coach Connors. Co- Coach Connors, how, uh, he just comes out of nowhere. It's crazy. Like, our, before you, I know you wanted not me to talk, but like you know how the doors make noise when they open. The doors make noise. Uh, they don't even make noise, and they show up in this building. It's like, crazy. It's crazy. I can't explain it. All right, um, Joey, welcome back. Don't cuss. Joey ain't gonna cuss. Hey guys, how we doing? Hey, We're good. Hey, Welcome Joey, back, how you doing, man. man. How you Pretty doing, good. Joey? Pretty good. Joey was like, "Hey, uh, yeah, I, I told you I was doing that thing the last two days." He's like, "No, you didn't." <laughs> Did he tell you anything? He said, "I could have swore that I said it on the radio last week." You I, mean, I think we would have known that if you were like working the soccer match in Chapel Hill last night. First well, of all, I didn't really like hype it up to be like this big old ordeal. I you didn't just, hype it up at all. You, you didn't, you didn't, you didn't say anything. I mean, it was pretty regular. I, it was just a little job, a little, little. Uh, it was a two day job, and it was nothing. So. What, what exactly were you doing in so, Chapel? Hold on, let's let's set it up. Which I think is what you were trying to do there. But I'm let me set it up. I didn't know until yesterday when Ken Watlington sat here and said there's a big sporting event in Chapel Hill tonight. I was like, what in the world is that? And then he told me Chelsea is taking on Wrexham. Chelsea, one of the most famous soccer clubs in the world. Uh, Wrexham famous for being uh, owned by Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhaney mm-hmm. and and be, uh, having a documentary out about them. So they played a friendly uh, yeah, preseason. Yeah, so in the summer all whatever. the European teams that come over and play these U.S. matches. Well, jo- Joey was a part of that. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> he was the... Uh, 
I don't even know. So what did you do? So all I did uh, was stay in the concourse club and just kind of like floated, making sure people were in the place that they had the credential to be for. How'd you get that job? Uh, I was actually sent to me by one of the professors here in the kinesiology department. They were looking for uh, some volunteers. It was a paid opportunity. I said, why not? Man, yeah. And uh, that's a pretty cool gig. So, Joey, did you make sure that everybody that had the proper wristband was in your area and if they didn't they were out of your area uh, a few not everybody but you know sometimes when you're when you know where you're at you got to make some exceptions i don't know if i agree with that like who did you let slide uh tyler hansborough <laughs> so you saw tyler hansborough in your say se- in the section he was not supposed to be in but you decided you know what he kind of knows his way around chapel hill to, to be fair to him he was in a better section lower down it's called the touchdown club uh, uh there's just a bunch of people right behind the touchdown right behind the end zone and uh most of them to enter to go to the top suites you got to go to the concourse club to go down you got to go to the concourse club so we saw a bunch of people gathering around and i assume he just kind of walked through the doors that's tyler hansborough nobody's gonna stop him and uh you know he just like, man just you mingling could, you could have been that guy that said sir now, like I said, there was two detectives, uh, not detectives, officers that were there, big Wake Forest guys, who were like trying to egg me on to go ahead and do it. <laughs> get this guy out of here. But uh, I, I told will, him, I was like, I kind of need the money from today, so I'm not going to do that. Would Tyler Hansborough have said, do you know who I am? Do you think he'd have been that yeah, guy? Yeah, absolutely. I think he would have. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, he didn't look like a, anything like that, but like, right. he, he was taking pictures with kids and stuff like that. I think he would have easily just turned around after taking a picture and like, are you? serious right now <laughs> and unfortunately he was around some other players that I, I know were on his team i just couldn't recognize him at the time but um, you said you saw some other tar heels up there right? yeah see so danny i was green? actually uh no i didn't see danny green but i was uh <laughs> kind of lollygagging around as i was supposed to be floating i kind of caught a glimpse of the game a glimpse of the game and uh, on my shoulder i get tapped uh asking where the bathroom is i turn around and it's marcus page standing next to luke <laughs> may and kenny uh kenny williams and they're just all looking at me like, where's the bathroom? <laughs> it's like, uh, it's over there. Not realizing these are UNC guys. Like, you should know. I know, really. Why are they asking you? Did you act like you, were you like, oh, wow, what's up, Marcus Page? Uh, no. So, like, it was kind of part of the or the, the job description. Like, it was literally, I had to take a quiz to, to get this position. And one of the biggest questions was, like, if you see anybody that's of stature or recognizable like you're not supposed to do anything because they you know they pay for this exclusive not them yeah they go to these things for this type of exclusivity so when you turned around like marcus page is like hey man uh, where's the bathroom at and you turn around and you just it's kind of like you see him maybe like tv shows or like in movies where they just kind of stare he's like hey man and you're like you're 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 Marcus Page. <laughs> I mean that that's kind of how you're, it was. You're, was. you're Psycho T. <laughs> I kind of looked at him. I was like, uh, like was very shell shocked a little bit because he could have just looked around and uh, found the, the bathroom. The bathroom's that way. <laughs> Marcus, what was it like to make one of the most amazing shots that nobody will remember? Because okay, you didn't have to go there, right? Then, because the other guy made one right after you to win the championship. Jenkins, Chris Jenkins, yeah. Chris Jenkins. Yeah. Jenkins for the win. Man. Uh, all right. Well, good story there, Joey. For That's sure. an excused absence. Awesome. If anybody knows where Connor is, please uh, let us know. The late, great Jeff Charles would give you a cool, neat story. Cool, neat story from uh, from Joey today. All cool, right. neat story. Thank you, voice. Uh, let's take a break. When we return, 
ECU Hall of Famer Marcus Crandall will join us inside the Pirate Radio studios. And we'll talk to another former Pirate great, Jeff Carr, the uh, linebacker coming up to talk football, a little NASCAR, and uh, everything in between. Also, if Danny Beal shows up, a battle of the interns, Micah Dennis and Danny Beal in a lightning round of Name That Sound. Got that and more coming up. And a giveaway, Hour 3, Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles? Tighten and lift your skin. Smooth your skin texture. Erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair. Are you interested in Botox or filler? Contact the Licensed professionals at Beauty Bar Medispa on Red Banks Road in Greenville. Free consultations available by calling 752-1406 or visiting beautybarmedispa.com. Enjoy your visit. Love your transformation. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All right, hour three of Pirate Radio Live here on a Thursday. We got a giveaway coming your way. We'll uh, if Danny Beal shows up, we'll do a quick edition of Name That Sound with Micah Dennis from ECU Women's Basketball and Danny Beal from ECU Baseball. But we have ECU Hall of Famer Marcus Crandall joining us in the Pirate Radio Studios. Marcus, good to see you, man. Good to see you, too. Uh, another blessed day. Yes, sir. And as the temperatures get hotter, it means we're getting closer to football. Absolutely. Absolutely. A bright side to this heat outside. It has been hot. And uh one one more note before we get to our guest. Uh Chandler went up to you a moment ago when you walked in and said, uh the voice Jeff Charles has joined you in the hall. How about that, that, that announcement? That is awesome, man. Yeah. That is awesome news. Um I'm sure Mr. Crumpler will be very happy. Exactly. Ecstatic exactly. about this. Um so yeah, very well deserved as we know and we mentioned already. But um, man, I'm glad he's joining me and, and a lot of other people uh, that's on there already. We'll talk more about that in a moment. But we'll welcome on our guest right now on the Pirate Radio Live Line, former ECU linebacker. And remember when we had Purnell on, mm-hmm. uh, talked about one of the all-time linebackers voted by the ECU fans. This man uh, found himself on that list as well. He is Jeff Carr joining us today on Pirate Radio Live. Jeff, we appreciate your time. How you doing, man? Yeah, doing well, guys. Good to be here. Absolutely. And uh, show a little love to the defensive side of the ball, Mark. We've had on a lot of receivers and running backs. Good to get a linebacker on, right? It it is. It (laughs) is, Jeff. And we all got along, right? So it was was never about a position or a defensive group. It was all about one, man. It was all about winning. Great great to have you on. So, Jeff, we got a lot to talk about uh, with you today. We got to talk football and some NASCAR, but, and we'll kind of start there. Tell us uh, what you're up to these days. What are you doing now? Where are you living? I am working as a uh, financial planner here in Troutman, North Carolina, which is just outside of Mooresville, North Carolina, which is Ray City, USA. All right. So, you're off the field. Uh, I guess, are you off the track as well at this point in your life? Yes, I am. I did my last race about two years ago, and I will never step back on another track again the rest of my life. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I <am too> <laughs> Is it kind of like the football field? You hung up the cleats, and uh, that's it? No more? Yes. Yes, I did. The very last race I did, I got uh, 
I had a kid that was coming in driving a truck, and he dialed in too much rear brake into the car or into the truck for his pit stop, and and he looped it around and hit me, and that was the last time mm. I will ever step off of a oh, man. of my life. Man, uh, dangerous game there. And uh, talk to uh, when Jeff Connors joined us, Marcus, about a lot of football players going into NASCAR. Man, we had a lot of uh, Pirates go that route. Of course, Big Ed Watkins and uh, and Dustin Lineback. I think Zico pursued just a number of guys that got into it. And Jeff, uh, I mentioned it with, with Coach Connors when he was here that it's pretty cool when you go through that pit and you have a good time and everybody's high-fiving and celebrating. It kind of reminds me of uh, – a football team after a touchdown so you still get that that athleticism that competition and also that camaraderie right uh, when you're involved in nascar yeah absolutely and that's what i love the most about it was because it did have uh, so much transfer from football into uh that sport and and it was great to be able to have those relationships and and carry on that same mentality that locker room mentality whenever you worked and to get paid for it to still do the something that you love and to have a athletic career past football is very tough to do in this world, but um, we're very blessed to be able to do that and have a good time doing it. That, that's awesome, Jeff. Now, we know there's a lot of correlation in regards to the camaraderie and all of that um, as far as the locker room. What's been the, what was the, or I should say, what was the biggest adjustment for you coming from uh, the sporting world into, or not the sporting world, but the football field on, onto the team of, I guess, what do they call it? The crew, the pit crew. The pit crew, yeah. What was it like for you? For me, it was tough because I was a very emotional player. Being on the defensive side, I think uh, an offensive mentality probably comes to uh, a better transfer into racing just because being on the defensive side, I played off of emotion and really got into the the sport with football. and, And with racing, you can't really jump up and down and get too excited because your next pit stop is the one that really defines you. It's not about the last one that you did unless it's the very last one of the day, and you pray you got that one right. But it's always about that very last pit stop, and sometimes you get up and you get a little too excited. But at the end of the day, it's all about just getting it right every single time, and there's no room for error in that sport at all. Probably just a shorter span of time to uh, celebrate, right? Because you still have that same correlation in regards to – you know, you get up there on, on the football field and you make a big play, Jeff, but you got to turn right right back around and uh, line up again and do the same thing over and over again, right? That's exactly right. And you can't really you – can, you can't rest on your laurels. You can't do anything to, to sit back and, and say, hey, I did a great job on that one because you got to do a great job every single time, and that's what they expect. And, um, and that's the cool thing of it is that you are expected to be your best at any point in time. And – and when you're racing, you have to wake up very early in the morning to be able to go do your job at the, go to a, you got to hop on an airplane and sometimes two and three o'clock in the morning, you get to the racetrack at 7 a.m. and drive out to the track and then you set everything up in the heat of the day like it is right now in, in July. And I mean, it can be upwards of 120 to 130 degrees on that racetrack. And, and you got to be able to perform in some very difficult situations and circumstances and, uh, and that's very uh, important to both football and to, to racing. And there's a lot of circumstances that were out of your control, but you had to re- be able to control what you could control and keep that within a, a perspective and understanding how you can do that and really get the best out of it. 
so now guys i believe uh, they nascar will send folks out to like pro days and practices and and to talk to teams and stuff like that but how about uh when you were coming out jeff like were you a nascar fan did you have any knowledge of it how did how did you make that transition how, how'd you get the call and and end up doing that they were like oh this guy's good at football he's bound to be good at racing too and i had no <laughs> idea what racing was but I learned pretty quick, and they threw me into the fire probably within a month and a half of trying to learn uh, how to do a pit stop. And and I can remember the first time I jumped off of a wall, and uh, I went to the wrong side of the car one time. <laughs> and and Michael Walter got pretty upset about it and over-revved the engine and blew the engine. And <laughs> oh man, experience in racing, but uh, but to say that was the beginning of my career, and and I did a lot in my career that was very much better than that. But um, to, to say all that, it's really a difficult sport we always used to say when we're recruiting people to get into nascar is nobody grows up playing pit crew so you have to, <laughs> you have to get people that are, are good athletes and not only good at football but just good at being and putting their their body in positions that you're not used to and being able to acclimate to all kinds of different stimuluses that are thrown at you at all times Jeff, you mentioned uh, Michael Waltrip. Who were uh, some of the drivers you were able to work alongside of, and uh, who were some of your favorites uh, that you got to to be with? Oh uh, yeah, man. So uh, Martin Truex Jr. He uh, he was one of the ones that we spent a lot of time with, and we won some championships with him, a whole lot of races, and a great guy, all around guy. And spent a lot of time fishing with him, and just uh, off the off the track experiences as well. He's a good person, and he and Matt Kenseth are both probably top of the line people that you would you would say, hey, I'd introduce him to any, anybody in my family, and and he would always be a high class A personality. So um, those are good people, and work with Casey Kane. He's another great guy. And, um, but just just about anybody in the industry we've worked with, in, in some shape or way or fashion, and whether or not it's coaching for one of the teams that they put out in the truck series with. Kyle Bush or or if it was somebody else like um, Dale Jr. I mean, for instance, we we, we put pit crews together for him as well, and and also did uh, some work for him on, on some of the other series. But a lot of great personalities in the garage, and a lot of great uh, times of, of of doing this over the years, and really enjoyed it. And uh, before we move on to uh, to football, uh, how about your favorite tracks, Jeff? Uh, what was your favorite, kind of least favorite uh, for the job you did, or, or maybe even just for the, the sights and sounds and crowds? Uh, what tracks did you enjoy the most? I think some of the best places we went to were Bristol. Um, it always got the best out of you because it's the most difficult, and sometimes the most difficult is the one that you really uh, have to put the most work into and be ready at all times. But Bristol is a very, very tough track. Just because you got really tight pit stalls and uh, really fast environment, anything can happen at any point, and uh, very, very um, difficult to work in, but very fulfilling if you can win that race. And I've won that race before twice, I think, and that was a neat race to win. Um, some some other ones that were really fun were the Brickyard. That was really good. Never won that race, but that's another difficult track because it's, it's there's not much room. And the cars are going about 55 to 60 mile an hour behind you when you're trying to jack a race car. So that kind of puts you on your toes at times. And uh, But some of the best memories came from some of the toughest environments. And, and that's really where you find out who you are. That, that's awesome, Jeff. Hey, um, now there's a, a movie coming out, or maybe already out. I, I get in my own world sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, what is it, F1 or something like that? Jeff, are you familiar with the movie that's coming out about um, – 
the people doing actually I think they didn't grow up um, as you said people don't grow up wanting to be in the pit crew or whatever but um, uh, I guess there was a video game and all of those things I think it's being made off of that sort of speech. oh are you talking about the Gran Turismo that, that movie it. okay that's it yeah there's also a, apparently an F1 movie with Brad Pitt I don't know if that's the same or a different movie but it looks like we got a couple of yeah, them. a couple of them yeah. yeah for sure are you familiar with those or the Gran Turismo not so much. Um, I've not. Well, I don't really spend a whole lot of time. I, all my time these days is watching the stock market go up and down. <laughs> I, I know other people don't have to do that on a day to day basis, but I tell you what, that stresses me out sometimes more than any any uh, quarterback like Mark C throwing the ball forty five yards. So what's that transition been like, uh, Jeff? You go from the football field and, and, and this kind of statistics and all of those things, uh, numbers, right? So you're kind of working in the realm of that right now. So what's that been like for you uh, over the past couple of years? Yeah, it's been a great transition. Just like I said, just sometimes the, the things that are most difficult for you are also the most rewarding. Um, but I tell you what, this is a, this is a strange I would get like to get back the last ten years that we've had the stock market and started ten years ago instead of start starting five years ago because it's what we have now is nothing like what we've had in the in the last ten years. But it is it's doing pretty good right now. I'm happy to see that it's going back up and it's starting to calm my nerves a little bit. So so I hope other people are getting calmed as well. So I stop getting so many phone calls at the end of the day. <laughs> Jeff Carr joining us, and Jeff, uh, I'd like to ask you about your battles on the field against opponents. But Marcus, when we have you and, and your teammates on, I, I like talking practice too, and what because that's when you you get better, right? Is is going good on good, uh, as Ruffin McNeil used to say, and one on ones on ones and things like that. So Jeff, what was it like battling a Steve Logan offense with Crandall and all those weapons outside? They were they were throwing a lot at you guys, right? Yeah. So the good thing about practice is, is that I was always a student of the game, so I liked watching and and trying to figure out everything that uh, that our offense was doing. But um, for me, our offense was always difficult because it came from so many different directions. Whether or not we were running the at one point we're running an option, speed option. Next point we're throwing. Next play we're throwing it fifty yards down the field and. Next play, we're running it up the middle, and you just never knew where it was coming from. It was always a challenge. Uh, but at the same time, we had some great players over the years. That I mean, it's like Rod Coleman getting in here just, yeah. just today was announced. But uh, talk about just an amazing player there, an amazing athlete, and some of the things that he could do. He and and, uh, I mean, and then also you're talking about Norris McClary. When I got to play behind guys like that, they made my job easy. And and you don't re- you take for granted knowing that those guys are so good that they made you look really good as well. So um, so for me, I, I could be blessed to be able to play behind those guys, but then still be able to sit on the sidelines and watch Mark C throw a throw a pass forty five fifty five yards down the field and and complete it, and and then the whole stadium goes crazy. That's what the days that you live for there when you're on the defense. Man, I, um, I I can definitely uh, attest to your 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 ability to uh, to study and all the all that, Jeff. I think uh, one of the things that I noticed because I was I was pretty observant myself, and one thing I noticed about you is that you uh, we always talk about taking people under the wings as far as the older guys, and uh, you man, it seemed like you stood under the greats of um, of your position, Mark Libiano, Morris Foreman. And you mentioned uh, Rod Coleman as well, but uh, you stayed under those guys and asked questions. You were very inquisitive 
of uh, I'm assuming about the defense. I wasn't hearing the conversations, but I I'm, I'm, I can imagine what was being asked and talked about uh, in regards to the being a student of the game. What was it like uh, on the practice field and, and even in games? Um, just um, having those guys to kind of uh, rely on and, and, and gain knowledge about what they do in your, at your position. What was it like for you? Uh, and that's exactly right, Mark. I, for me, that was the only way you could get better was to try to go to find the people that were the best. And, and uh, Mark Leviano was the one that really took me under his wing and, and helped me study the things that I needed to know. And um, it, it, when you can do things like that, then it completes a lot of different trial and errors that you have to go through for your career and your, your specialty. So I still do that to this day in this job. I try, I try to find the people that are the best in this industry and I seek them out. And then I'll talk with them as much as possible because they've gone through these many different kinds of ups and downs in the markets. And, and it's the same thing on the football field. When we had so many different plays and, and, and pass plays that we were seeing, and you had to know the run plays, you had to know the pass plays, you had to know where everybody was on the defense as a, as a middle linebacker. So knowing all of that, it made my job more difficult to see as a young person because you had so many different things coming at you at one time. Well, when you got a, a Mark or a Liviano there that can tell you, like, look, don't worry about that. That's going to be fine. You can always focus on this, this, and this, and then you're going to be able to, to handle this much faster and be able to process it much faster. So um, they were absolutely great along with um, – who else was it? I mean, we had so many good linebackers that were there, and, and I can remember another thing that really stood out to me for whatever reason, but everybody that played middle linebacker had messed up thumbs. And I can remember seeing them. They, they, they had every one of their, their ligaments torn in their thumbs, and I can remember seeing them from day one when I walked in there. And like, you got to get your thumbs taped up. Tape your thumbs up. I'm like, I can't catch a football. They're like, you ain't supposed to catch a football. That's what I'm trying. <laughs> knock it down. <laughs> knock it down, man. Get up there and knock it out of the way, and you'll be all right. I'm like, all right, I can deal with that. So, uh, but those were some of the things that I can remember back in my day. And but man, we had some great players and some uh, and so just some really good people that came through East Carolina that you wouldn't expect that would have came through there. That they're really went on for, for great careers in the sport. Jeff Carr joining us. Jeff, uh, we got uh, John tuned in, and he said, "Marcus, tell us some stories about Coach Logan." Well, Marcus has told a couple already. Let's say, let's see if Jeff's got one or two now. Now, Marcus, you spent more time with Coach Logan, maybe just because he's an offensive guy. But uh, for what were your interactions like uh, over the years with Coach Logan, Jeff? And uh, do you have a good story or two that comes to mind when you think about your old coach? <laughs> one of the uh, stories that. I, I kind of laugh at the most. We were out in practice one day, and and um, I can't remember. We, we were prepping for a game that was against somebody, and and we were uh, it was a hurricane coming in, and and I remember the quarterback at the time. I can't remember who exactly it was in practice, but he threw a football, and it went probably thirty yards in the air and turned around and came right back to him. Oh man! And we all saw that, and. We were just dumbfounded. And Coach Logan looked up. He's like, all right, guys, it's time to get in here. we got to get off the field. This is a bad situation now. But I tell you what, it wasn't bad earlier. We're going to be all right, guys. We're going to be all right. <laughs> That's good. Oh, man. Oh, man. Those moments, man. He was he was the best. He was the best at um, – you know, we always talk about Coach Logan as far as, man, he – he would be joking, but it, it was kind of hard to tell if he was joking or if he was serious. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, you know, as we grow, grew and get to know him, got to know him, and uh, 
and I think we start to figure that out as far as, you know, man, he, he means business right now. So <laughs> let's get off that field right now. <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing with him. I mean, he always took you and put you in the best position possible to succeed. And and for me as a senior, he brought me in my senior year and, and, and told me like, look, Jeff, you've got to be, you've got to be a leader here. And, and it's one of those things you know, but when he takes you under his wing and he says, hey, you've got to be a leader now, you got to rise to the expectations. And, and, and he did a great job of putting the expectations on the shoulders of people that he knew had to handle it and get the job done. And, and I appreciated that. And, uh, and, I, and I look back on him. I had a lot of conversations with him just about family and, and other things that I can look back on and say he really helped me on. And, uh, and that's a position and a place where, where I can look back and say, when you're working with people that are in the coaching profession and, and they do a great job as not only being a coach, but also being a father figure and a mentor, those are truly the ones you really respect and appreciate in the long term. Absolutely, man. And uh, you, you're talking about growing and all of that, Jeff. You had an opportunity, of course, like we said, to sit back and uh, gain some knowledge from some great players. Uh, you came in as a freshman and uh, talk to us about a little bit about, you know, you were, you were one of those guys that we talk about being under undersized, right, as far as, um, you know, your weight and all of that. And uh, talk to us about sitting out that year and having to gain some weight and who helped you out in, the, in that process. Yeah. So talk about a great mentor. That was Coach Connors. And, and he and I got to spend a lot of time together my freshman year. And I came in and, and, uh, and they took me over and said, man, you're way too small to be playing linebacker here, my friend. So you got to go get, in, uh, get, get over here in the, uh, uh, the cafeteria to start eating. So they took me in for breakfast one day. And I think they put 25 plates on my, my little tray that I had to carry over and, and told me I had to eat every single one of them before I left. And, Oh, and I still can't eat oatmeal to this day because of that that tray that was set in front of me that day. I think that was the very last bite last bite I took, and I threw it up all over whenever I left that particular cafeteria. But the coach Connors put me under his wing, and he took me and 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 made me who the athlete that I was made to be for that sport. So uh, without him, I couldn't have done anything when it, when it came to being successful at East Carolina, and and I owe a tremendous amount of of uh, work ethic and and just everything that I've done in that sport to Coach Connors, and I got to greatly say thank you for that. So he was one of the, he was the one that really took me and, and made me who I am. Amen to that. Jeff Carr joining us, Pirate Radio Live Line. Marcus, uh, we always like to kind of wrap it up asking about memories, right? So let's mm-hmm. get uh, let's get some of Jeff Carr's favorite moments on the football field, Jeff. When when you talk about big games, big plays, uh, big moments, what comes to mind for you from your playing days here at ECU? Oh man, I, I tell you, beat Miami there uh, after the hurricane came through in in uh, NC State Stadium. That was probably the biggest and. Uh, being able to beat NC State there, uh, my senior year there in '99 at at Greenville, that was a that was a huge one as well. Going to the Liberty Bowl, even though I didn't play in the Liberty Bowl there, uh, that that was big. And and uh, what what Mark and those guys were able to accomplish out there against Stanford, and and just some of these huge teams that we beat, looking back on, and and um, you don't you don't really appreciate it as much until you look back and say, you know what, I, I, we played against some of the best teams out there and, and we beat some of the best teams and, and you can never have that taken away from you whenever you get older. And I think that's the biggest, biggest part of my memories were 
being able to accomplish those great feats of, hey, you, you beat a top 25, top 20, top 10, top 5 team that, that not many people have done. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, Jeff, I'm a Washington fan. One of my favorite teams was 2005. Uh, Joe Gibbs had come back, and they had Santana Moss and Clinton Portis. And if I turn the channel in 2005, I see Reggie Wayne and Bubba Franks and pretty much everybody you faced in that Miami game. Like, did you know at the time you were facing basically an NFL team when you were on the field with them? The only thing I could think of was I just got to get out of this hotel room with these guys that I'm in because they stink. And I see people all the time. I was trying to get around my girlfriend who smelled a whole lot better than they did. And, and we want to get a we want to get away from being together because it was just driving us all crazy because mm. we didn't know what was going on at home. And and I think that was a big part of us beating beating that Miami team because we were told how good they were all week long, but we really we really didn't care because we were just so kind of pent up energy, pent up mad, upset. And, and the fact that you could focus through all of that stuff was a big, um, big part of what coach Connors and, and, uh, coach Logan instilled in us and, and getting through some of that was probably some of the most difficult things that we've ever done. Yeah. But again, it's also the most fulfilling too, when you're able to accomplish it. Awesome stuff. Uh, Marcus, anything else for Jeff before we let him go? And just as always, um, Jeff, I thank you for all the thing, all the things you did for the, City of Greenville, ECU University, East Carolina University. Uh, I, I enjoyed my time playing with you, man, and um, enjoyed watching you grow as a as a young athlete. And um, after your career, after my career was over as well, so I appreciate all of you done, man, and continues to do. Well, Mark C, brother, you are a class act, and always from day one. And man, I can always remember you smiling no matter what the circumstances. And uh, you always had a, a yellow shirt or a red shirt on there in, in practice, so we never got to have any – never got to hit you a whole lot. <laughs> that was a good thing. Didn't need to hit you because you had the, you had all the makings to be the, the person you are today. So greatly appreciate all you've done and, and continue to carry on that, that flag as well. Also that Christian flag you carry, brother. Amen. Appreciate that. Awesome stuff. Jeff, thank you so much for joining us, and uh, we'll, we'll maybe do it again down the road. But I uh, had a lot of fun with you today. Thank you, man. Yeah, yeah. thank you, guys. Y'all have a good day. All right, you too, Jeff. Jeff Carr, and uh, man, he was a lot of fun to watch uh, when I was coming up, Marcus, and uh, awesome to hear. So you were, he was a young buck when you were a pirate, and then kind of really came into his own uh, later in his career after you had already moved on, right? But uh, in the the late 90s with those great pirate teams. So, and and I like that. That's that's what makes good programs, right? Kind of passing the torch on. He talked about the awesome linebackers that came before him and and taking him under his wing. He then became a leader and you just kind of keep moving that forward. You know, when you look at his story and go deep into it, uh, I think he had a few injuries as well. Even before college, I think he had a few injuries and um, wasn't on a winning team in high school. And then uh, I think towards the senior year, they started win, winning more games. Uh, but uh, And then to come into the program and uh, see how we ran things and, um, and and adapt to, you know, what we were doing, the culture. And so uh, he did a very good job of that, um, taking all the information that was um, that was given to him by his uh, mentors and, and the coaches and all of that. And uh, that that's what you get, man. You get the product of – of Jeff Carr. That was awesome. A great interview Absolutely. and uh, great to catch up with him. All right, let's get a break in. Um, when we return, we're going to do an intern battle of Name That Sound. So Marcus and I will be kind of referees and 
will watch the show. How about uh, two current Pirates participating? ECU pitcher Danny Beal, ECU women's basketball player Micah Dennis will go head-to-head for the first time ever and name that sound. And, uh, and Marcus, we'll, we'll see how they do. We'll see. We'll, they'll put the pressure on them. Bright lights. We'll see how they shine <laughs> on those bright lights. They're used to that part. That is true. <laughs> uh, more to go. Pirate Radio Live. We got that and a giveaway. Back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. And Brandon Wood is your home of the best selection of GMC, Cadillac, Buick, and Mazda in eastern North Carolina since 1937. Shop their entire inventory online at brownandwoodauto.com or visit them on Greenville Boulevard. Brown and Wood, Greenville's number one dealership and the home of the lifetime powertrain warranty. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All right, uh, Marcus Crandall joining us. How about yesterday, Marcus? I talked to former EC wide receiver Tyler Sneed. Uh, coming off a three touchdown performance uh, for the Alouettes. Three catches. Three catches. Uh, well, you remember Chris Carter? He said all he does is catch all touchdowns. All he does is catch touchdowns. That's what Tyler Sneed did. Love and uh, talked to him yesterday. We'll air that interview on our show coming up tomorrow. But he uh, had a bye week, so he had a chance to catch up with him. And uh, looks like he's doing pretty good there in Canada. It does. I think um, he would take those three touchdowns back. I think he mentioned this in regards to um, getting the win. Right. In, in yeah. Game instead he of did mention that. Touchdowns. But. Uh, but hey, good for him. Um, he's with a great organization, great coaches there. Uh, I think he'll do very well. Awesome stuff. All right, we got uh, so Marcus Crandall, ECU Hall of Famer, Tyler Sneed, former Pirate. We got some current Pirates interning with us here this summer at Pirate Radio. We've already gotten to know Micah Dennis and Danny Beal a little bit, but uh, lady, gentlemen, welcome to the show. Thank you. Absolutely. Happy to be here. Uh, Danny putting in the work. Got here about two minutes ago. So. <laughs> yeah. committed, committed to the grind. That's all it is. You had some baseball stuff to do. Uh, I think Cliff right, would right. get mad yeah, if we... I'm not, I'm not trying to mess up the, <laughs> mess up the relationship. And by the way, uh, if you have anything to do for Coach McNeil, please do it. We don't want her mad at us either. So yeah. As we say, first things first. There you go. You got your priorities. Absolutely. All right. So, uh, But we're going to play Name That Sound. It's very simple. Shirley will explain the rules, and uh, I guess let's go ahead and hit the intro, Shirley Rhodes. we got to get this thing going. Come on in. Sit right down. Take a guess. And name that sound. Turn that frown upside down. Because it's time. But name that sound. Now, here's the host of Name That Sound, Miss Shirley Rose. Thank you, thank you. I was waiting for a high five. That was terrible. Welcome in to Name That Sound. Michael, like that. <laughs> that was catchy. That was catchy. Yeah, all right. The animations behind the glass. That's, that was impressive. Yeah, that was the worst <laughs> high five I've ever received in my life. But uh, welcome in to Name That Sound. I am your host, Shirley Rhodes. Game is simple. I'm going to play a sound. It can be anything. It could be TV, movie, commercial, uh, song, a random sound, and you have to figure it out. And uh, lady and gentlemen, are you ready to play? 
yeah. terrified but ready to go. <laughs> All Can I right. give a little tip? Sure. Get your shots off. Like, it, <laughs> okay. if you may not know it, but say something. Okay. You can't get it right if you don't guess. So True. just get the whatever's in the brain, spit it out. And, and give it a shot. So, Shirley, is this kind of like a buzzer thing where we say a word to get our answers? No, just it's, off it's answers whoever says it says the correct <laughs> answer gotcha. first. Okay. All right, cool. I'm ready. All right, and, ready? And, that, and that's on you. Yes. Whoever, whoever you hear say it first. It's whoever I hear yeah. say it first. <laughs> okay. All right, here we go. You ready for the first one? Here we go. Yes. Here we go. <laughs> Why am I different? Who was my father? Game of Thrones, Twilight, I don't know. I don't, I don't even know. Play it? Can we get I'll it? play it one more time. Why am I different? Who was my father? Not a clue. Here's a hint. I know it. Micah, you've seen this recently. Blackening? Incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> um, great guess. Five. I'm trying to think of yesterday four, what you said. Three. What did I say yesterday? Two. Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings. One. Oh, no yeah. Mission Impossible. Avatar. The new Avatar. Oh, that's I terrible. That. <laughs> that's, a, that's another thing. No. You have to be careful what you say because sometimes if you mention something, it winds up yeah, in no. name oh. that sound. All right, here we go. No score as of yet. Here we go. Next sound. Some said I'd never be a superstar. Again, I'm I'm lost. <laughs> I have no idea. This is a really bad start. Um, Some said I'd never be a superstar. Can you give a hint? Yes, uh, one of the artists in, uh, featured in this song is from North Carolina. I don't know. Anything about it. <laughs> that didn't help you, maybe. I don't. Maybe. Five, four, oh, um, three. Cole, what's two, his name? J Cole. J Cole. What? No, that's not J Cole. It, it is J Cole and Lil Durk. Oh, All that's Lil Durk. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm doing so, the Blake Shelton, the voice plants. <laughs> right? Wait, wait, wait. wait, wait. But, no, but, I said okay. it. I don't think anybody gets <laughs> that point. You said Cole, and I was like, hey, wait, hold they, on. They were dead in the water. <laughs> yeah. They were dead in the water, <laughs> so I, I'm sorry. Nobody gets that point. That's that's right. And he also zero. blurted out the answer, and he wasn't supposed to yeah. do that either. So. I was just naming a guy from North Carolina, and I didn't even say his full that's name. I got to North Carolina. <laughs> fair and square, fair and square. All right, here we go. Next sound. I saw the cops with our logo on the car. Y'all better lace up. Uh-oh. Joey knows it. No? All right. Hold on one second, though, because uh, it, my computer did exactly what I told it not to do, which is it did not play the entire uh, sound. Okay. It cut it off. I was about to say, that was... That was really quick. Yeah. It was really quick, um, and I don't know why it did that. This is a great defensive battle we got going here. <laughs> Danny's job Dude, is to keep the runs at a minimum. Match. ECU women's basketball plants their flag on defense. <laughs> so we got a good low-scoring game going on. Okay, here we go. Let me play the full the full piece. I saw the cops with our logo on the car. Y'all better lace up because we about to go crazy. <laughs> if you ain't if you ain't four shots in, don't come. Stay at the house. But Usher, I better see you, Usher. I'm not playing with you. Not a, this is not from a movie. A no, it's not actually. It's got to be oh. an interview. It sounds like it. Here's a hint: they won the WNBA championship oh. last year. Yep. No, this is a layup for you. <laughs> I mean, and I'm, I'm looking this? for the specific player. Don't smoke the layup. Wasn't it, wasn't it the Aces? Oh, they win. That, that's. I mean, wait, wait can you play it one more time? Sure. <laughs> I saw the cops with our logo on the car. Y'all I mean, better lace up because we about to go team. crazy. We're for the player, if you right? ain't, if you yeah. ain't four shots in, don't come. Stay at the house. But Usher, I better see you, Usher. I'm not playing with you. My oh my God, I know who this thought, is. My initial thought was Five, Angel Reese from LSU, but that's not. Four, no, no. 
three. Wait, is she from? She was from Mississippi two, State. Was she from Mississippi? One. <laughs> Let's go. All right, baseball one. Needle Asia, Asia Wilson. Oh my gosh, I, was that, I knew. Oh. Not a chance. <laughs> Not a chance. All right, next sound. Oh man. I need the product this is selling. Okay. Product. Doctor. Twain. Nothing come in between. Doctor. Combo of my dream. Joey's no, going crazy no. in there. Joey's going, he's losing it. We have no score, by the way. It's, it's, I know who's singing it, but that's What not, did you call him? Young Gravy, that's his name. Young Gravy? I swear that's his name. Marcus, you know Young Gravy? No. Not, don't I don't not a fan. Know. Not a fan. He's not saying much these days. Young Gravy is the correct artist, yes. but I am looking for yeah. the specific... Um, Dr. Pepper. You are correct. Hey. Oh, yeah! Things. That one the stinks. strawberries and cream <laughs> she flavored Dr. Pepper. <laughs> oh my gosh. We got a bucket. <laughs> All <laughs> right. We got a bucket in no, here. Got, one nothing. Intern Micah. All right. Here we go. Next one. Oh, no. Joey's losing it in the lobby. <laughs> How do you know? What I are must, y'all? Yeah, we must stink at this. I'm like, like this really. Is, y'all are locked in. in. Play, my room all right, one more time. One more time. Would you? Would you like a hint? Yes, that'd please. be awesome. The best-selling artist of all time. Okay. Mm. Oh. Name some names. Michael Jackson. That's oh, no. no, not Michael Jackson. Female. Oh. Female? That's a female. What? Marcus wants I to think say something. They had to alter. Joey is losing. He's like, he's so disgusted. Nina? He just left the lobby. I mean, that's a woman. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. It sounds it, like it's, it, it's, it's intentionally, like. it's intentionally oh. done that because it would be too easy if I uh, if I left it so out. So there's like some uh, electronics yes, going on yes, with the yes, voice. Yes, yes, yes. The voice is doctored a little bit. Oh, okay. Five. Oh my gosh. Four. Uh, three. Uh, Kalani. Two. Britney Spears. One. Ariana Grande? <laughs> Y'all. Who was it? Taylor Swift. Oh, my gosh. Y'all. First of all, okay, to be fair, I don't really know Taylor Swift unless it's like her country music. I'm a big okay. fan of her country Well, that is fair. That is fair. Danny's in shambles. <laughs> Brady I was like, Danny, you should pick this out. Yo, you guys do the bus karaoke, and it's so, all Taylor Swift. I'm so rattled right now. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's get a timeout. Yes, let's get yes, a mound visit. Oh my god, together. we're gonna we're not yanking you, but we're gonna visit you on the mound. It's close. <laughs> and Micah, you need a little twenty, maybe a thirty second timeout. Ooh, yeah. yeah, you do You're have winning. the lead. <laughs> you got the lead by right? one. <laughs> by one. one. The it's score is game. one nothing, Micah. Yeah, it might as well be a hundred at this rate. <laughs> uh, we will take a timeout, come back, and uh, have more for you. Name that sound after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back. And uh, at the Appliances Superstore, they make buying appliances easy. Just that simple. The Appliances Superstore has the largest selection of in-stock appliances in eastern North Carolina, which helps our customers save money every day. 
Uh, they offer a 12-month warranty on every appliance, plus will deliver and set up your new appliances and remove your old ones. The Appliances Superstore off of Highway 264 behind the new DMV, or you can shop online at appliancessuperstore.com. Remember, we make buying appliances easy at the Appliances Superstore. Welcome back to Pirate Radio Live. We are in the middle of Name That Sound, mm. and it has been a rough start for our interns. Intern Micah has one point. Intern Dan only has zero. Mm. <laughs> Not great. All right. Good ERA, bad score in this game. It's yes. zero. Coach Knight came out, told me what I needed to hear, and we got a, we got a fresh start coming up. So All right. He's go. not throwing chairs or anything, is he? Not yet. All right. Here we go. <laughs> Wrong Coach Knight. <laughs> yeah. Oh. That's Bobby, not all. I was thinking Bobby Knight. <laughs> sorry, 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 sorry. All right. Here we go. Let's uh, move on to the next one. Can you name this song? Why is everybody on the internet so mean? <laughs> Why is everybody on the internet so mean? Is this like a new song that just came out or something? This is, here's a hint, it is a viral TikTok song. Why is everybody on the internet so mean? Mm. Wow, is it like a famous artist? No, it's it not. Like uh, but this person has made recently appearances on the Today Show and uh, several other national uh, television shows because this particular song went viral. Hmm. Shirley, you're kicking my butt right now. <laughs> I mean, oh my well, goodness. I figured you guys would be on the TikTok. One would think, but right? Yeah. I don't know. All right. Five, yeah, no. four, three, two, Marcus? one. What do you got, Marcus? No <laughs> guess. <laughs> the name of the song is If I Were a Fish. And it's by an artist by the name of Olivia Barton. No chance. Okay, yeah. here we go. All right, all right let's... Uh, on to the next one. All right, on to the next one. Here's the next one. Keyboard. Typing. Keyboard typing. Oh. Yeah, keyboard All right. Intern Dan is on the board. That was so And you got it, too. We just go. a little too Now we go. Now we have I, a ball game. I just need to see the ball. Just need to see the ball. Just need to see the ball. Got a tie. 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 Now I'm getting a little hot. Now it's competitive. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Okay, here we go. Watch All right, out. here we go. Next Watch one. Out. Next one. Paper. Moving paper. Printer. Cutting paper. Ripping. Paper. Moving. What, what did you say, Dan? I Rip said it. printer. She she's, paper ripping. Paper she's the closest. Ripping paper. No, she said turning paper. Turn, oh, okay. Turning pages. Yes. They're turning so fast. Much. That's good. All right. There you go. Good. There you go. Now, now you're works. getting the hang of the game. Can now. we switch seats? Because Micah is competitive, and it's getting a little... <laughs> Like fourth quarter over here, and I'm getting a little nervous to be beside her. <laughs> All right, here we go. Next sound. Gotta watch the you fist. You play ball like, like a girl. A say girl. Bang. Yes, sir. That, that, okay. that was my lip. <laughs> that like was your lip. I hit it. Okay. He said, like a girl. <laughs> you play ball like a girl. That's right. You throw a ball like a girl. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't want to miss it. Here we go. Next one. I want to thank me for having Sit no dog. days off. Now we got a game. <laughs> now, now we got playing. a game. Okay. All right. Now we're cooking. Didn't even have a chance. <laughs> you didn't even hear it. She said, Snoop Did you say Snoop Dogg? Is that Snoop what it was? Mm-hmm. Look at me, look at me. You're looking? You're looking? Okay. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> she she <laughs> finished the lyric. And I'm like, okay. Like, <laughs> it's a TikTok song. But is it by Doja Cat? You are correct. Oh, oh my gosh. This might it's be not getting out of hand. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Score that was a fadeaway jumper right there. Four, four to two for a score check. Four to two four is two. your okay. score. I mean, we got low. Uh We have two more sounds. Sa- oh, no, excuse me. One, two, yeah. Uh, three more sounds. I'm all sorry. Right. Got, all right. Here we go. Here we go. Now. Here we go. 
You want to kill him? I want to kill him. <laughs> what about you? I'm going to kill you. Mm. Is this? I wanted to oh. say Peaky Blinders at first. I don't think it's Peaky Blinders. Wait. Is what's that, like, that, uh, what's like, that movie? It's an old movie. Like uh, you want Wait. to kill him? I want to kill Dark him. Dark Knight. Here's a hint. It <laughs> is not an old movie. You. It is a oh. recent movie. No man. How recent are we talking? I had like no post this year. Oh, this year. This year. This year. Wow. Okay. You want to kill him? Um, I want to kill him. <laughs> this year. This you? year. This I'm year. going to kill you. I'm going to kill you. I feel like I know who's saying I'm going to kill you. I know who mm -hmm. that person is. Five and four, three, let Marcus two, say it when the time runs out. One, and Marcus, Tom Cruise, incorrect. Mission? No, it was. No, oh. it was Mission. Keanu Reeves and John oh, Wick, John Chapter Wick. Four. Oh, wow, John Wick. I knew it was John, you were John Wick. Wick. Oh, oh my gosh. Just talked about that yesterday. Yes, yes. <laughs> thinking about what is it? Mi Seven. I went. Yeah, yeah but wrong right. movie. Yeah. Wrong All right, movie. here we go. John, let's uh, fire through these last ones like because one we got to get a uh, we get to get another break in here. Yeah. So, okay. stop giving him credit. You know he ain't stealing. He made a lot out of me. Yeah, hey boy, you better stop or you end up on the IL sending them bands like that, boy. Hey, he must be off it, tomorrow. It's mic'd up. Is it a new... Wait, is it a movie? No, that's, that no, that no, no. Like it's, it's, it's a mic'd up, What's but I'm for? looking. Uh, this is baseball. I'm looking for the particular oh. player. Right. Stop giving him credit. You know he ain't stealing. He made a lot out of me. Yeah, hey boy, you better stop or you end up on the IL sending them bands like that, boy. Hey, he must be off tomorrow. <laughs> hmm. Mm. It's not Mookie. That's that doesn't sound like Mookie. All right. Five, um, four, three. That was not two. fair. One. <laughs> <I'm just> <laughs> that would be one Andrew McCutcheon. Oh, man. Yeah, no, I, I don't know if I've heard him talk that I much. Didn't think, yeah, I was about to say. I didn't, he's well, been in the league 30 years. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. And here's your last sound. Good for him. It looks like Micah's going to win this one since this is the last sound. Yeah. Good man. You always just look so happy. I said, that's the Botox. Oh, oh, uh, oh. oh. Mark, no, no, about the no. Or, uh, I know who that is. My, uh, Dolly Pocket. Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton. That's, that's what I meant. You said Dolly Parkin. Dolly Parkin. <laughs> that's what I meant, though. I meant that. Dolly. I now, hey, is it Dolly Parkin like a, a vehicle, maybe? <laughs> to be fair, I did say the name correctly. Okay, okay first of all, yeah, I would say it's a 50. I'll give you 50. Half. It don't matter because the game's point. over and you won. Yeah, I could have given him a point and Micah a point. Dolly Parkin. Micah still won. That's right. I can look good. Great job, y'all. Great job. I just said, Marcus. Hey, way to bounce back. Danny. I'm trying. I'm yeah. trying. Four, good three, battle. 4-3 looks a lot better than 5-2. So. <laughs> good battle. All right. Uh, we will take our final break. We got to give something away. What caller are we looking for, Charlotte? Uh, let's do... And what are we giving away? Let's make it quick. Let's do caller three, caller three and 10 bucks to AJ McMurphy's. AJ McMurphy's on the line to caller three. We're back to wrap it up after this. When you're not the one for me. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Uh, let's look at your stock market. The Dow was up 163 points at 35,225. The NASDAQ was down 294 points at 14,063. 
The S&P was down 30 at uh, 4,534. That's your Wells Fargo Advisor Stock Market Report. For a personal look into investing, call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC. Now let's head back into the show. Here's Cliff. All right, Marcus, I'm going to tell you like this. There's no football on tonight, and there's no football on next Thursday night, but the Thursday after that, there will be football on TV. We're almost there. Well, in the U.S. anyway, I guess. That's right. There is Canadian Football League uh, going on. So you get your football fix if you like that. Yes. Congratulations, Micah Dennis, on her Name That Sound victory. Danny Beal uh, swears revenge. <laughs> Coming for blood next, next round. Uh, it, thank you all for being here. Absolutely. That was a lot of fun. And uh, thanks to Dakota Marshall, Phil Steele, the Pitt County Girls Softball 12 and Under All-Stars drop by. Good luck to them. Jeff Nadeau. And uh, we also had an awesome interview with Jeff Carr and uh, Marcus. Uh, maybe cooking up another great interview for us next week. Looking forward to it, man. Uh, we'll see you then. Thank yeah, you. Absolutely. Shirley, Chandler, Joey, good to see you again, buddy. We'll see y'all uh, coming up 3 o'clock on a Friday edition of Pirate Radio Live for the crew here. I'm Clip Brock. Jeff Charles, the Hall of Famer. Take us home. Have a great night, Eastern Carolina. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.